Welcome back to the King Bentley Podcast. Be sure to follow me on Instagram and Twitter at underscore King Bentley. That's underscore King Bentley. No E between the L Y. This is what we're on episode nine now. Episode nine. So I'm joined with a good childhood friend of mine. His name is Damien. And uh just a quick backstory. We know each other through church. We grew up in church together. Our families are good friends and things of that nature. You know the vibe. And Damien moved to California. He moved to San Francisco, California from New York. Well, actually, he moved from New York to Nashville to California now, where he's pursuing a tech career. Because, you know, that side of the country is very big on tech and things of that nature. And, you know, he just called in to give me his perspective on how he sees the country, how he sees things as a, as a young black man navigating this country who's had the opportunity to live in more than two cities in his life. So, you know, anybody that lives in more than one city within this country, their perspective on things should be valued a little higher than anybody else's. I always say that because living in New York City and living in just one city, you have a biased opinion and you have a bias towards certain things. You know, the way we interact with each other in this city is different than the way people interact with them with each other, excuse me, in other cities. It's just different. The way we interact with each other up here is different than the way niggas interact with each other down south. It's just different. So I had him call in and we discussed a plethora of things, race relations, spoke about Trump a little bit, Kanye. He's a big Kanye fan. We didn't touch on that Meek project that just dropped because it just dropped. And I like to give things a little while before I just come out and criticize the, um, the work. So we'll hear more about that next week in next week's episode. We Not too much sports in this episode, a lot more, um, a lot more social issues in this one. But it's interesting nonetheless, just two young black men riffing about it. I'm sure you can get something out of it. Uh, we, we, he also He's also a very big Knicks fan like myself, so we did talk, spoke, speak a little bit about basketball. It was a good 30, 40 minutes about basketball in there as well, too. Pretty longer episode, but um, you can get something from this. I promise everybody will be able to get something from this episode. You might want to listen to this one in parts, bits and pieces, you know, a little bit in your lunchtime, a little bit on your commute to work, a little bit on your way back home from work. Nonetheless, I appreciate you listening. Thank you to all my new listeners. Thank you to my repeat listeners. Listen, we're only getting bigger. We're only getting stronger. Spread the word. Like, share, subscribe to the podcast on the Apple Podcast app. Make sure you give me a rating if you if you don't mind. It might take about two two to three seconds. I, I lied. Two to three minutes to write a little review. Give me a rating. It's, it's greatly appreciated. Thank you all again. This is the King Belly Podcast. Well, the funny thing about it is, you know, I, listen, I already told my mom and I, and my, I feel like my parents, they should know if they don't know. But my thing about it is, like, I'm all for legalization of marijuana. Mm-hmm. And, and I feel like people should be for it, whether you smoke it or not. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Um, and the reason is because, like, like I don't want to get preachy or act like I know anything. But, like, dude, like, it. When you go, like, I recommend anyone who's against marijuana watch this documentary called Culture High. But when I realized, like, how marijuana, one, is not, like, harmful to the body as they claim it to be. And then, two, the, the like, the, what I get, the punishment for having the possession of marijuana compared to other drugs, especially in the black community. Mm-hmm. It's like, how could you be against marijuana, mm-hmm. bro? Like, there's people... Yo, you know what blew my mind? When I was watching Culture High, what blew my mind was that someone who molests a children, molests a yeah. child serves less time than someone who... Car- and I mean significant. I think it's like two years, maybe, than someone who's get caught with the possession of marijuana and has the ability to go and live in a neighborhood 
and just be registered as a sex offender. Bro. Right. If you touch my child, you shouldn't be getting out, That's a bro. Fact. And, and you but you you already you already know why you already know why people who um who get caught with marijuana on them serve more time in jail. Of course, dude. We don't, you know, we both know why. And the thing that is crazy about it is that the thing that's crazy about that is that it's a proven fact that both, you know, both races, both white and black races, take the same amount of drugs. <laughs> Wait, how are they able to prove that? I don't know, but every study shows that black and whites, uh, I don't like. I would have to go look it up. But if you go and like when you watch those videos, like from like Fox Media uh, and shit, what are those you know those like those things from like YouTube, those little like pro SJW videos and stuff, or even Huffington Post or something like that. Like it's proven that like yo, like both people in in the demographic of of consuming yeah. marijuana, it's an equal equal. But black people have oh, to black people get targeted targeted more than white people exactly. do exactly. Yeah, I think the other day I was having a talk with a friend and they were like, oh, weed is legal in New York. I was like, no, it's not. It's not legal. Wait, who, and it's not even legal. Wait, who, told them, who told them that? Huh? Probably because people use, so, probably cause people use it so freely in New York, so you wouldn't even know that it's not well, legal. Exactly. That just goes back to New Yorkers being exactly. New Yorkers. Like, niggas just don't give a fuck. They're just going to do what they want regardless. That's true. That's true. But think about this. It needs to be legal because what if a cop wants to be a dick one night? You get no, what I get I'm what saying? <laughs> yeah, yeah. And that's what I was trying to tell. And I was like, yo, legal weed is legal in New York for white people. <laughs> 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 that's what the, the what the lady who was running for governor of the state, the one from Sex in the City, she said that. She was like, yo, it's legal for white people. We need to make it legal for black and oh, brown dang. people. <laughs> hey, at least she's using her white privilege oh, for something dude. positive. Exactly. Well, I mean, oh, this is listen. Funny. I stay. I still stay up with New York politics. Y'all ain't going. Y'all girls still got Como over there. I don't keep Good up. Luck. I don't even keep up with New York politics. <laughs> what nah, you dude. don't, <laughs> dude? That's my number. Dude, my number one user is New York Times, bro. I literally I keep up with like I. It's funny because I feel like you saying that. I feel like I do know more about New York politics than people who live especially people, especially New people York. in their early twenties who's not working in politics. You definitely know way more than us. Yeah. I feel like I feel like for most Americans or for most people that I know in general, people don't really get involved in politics until like thirties or late twenties, where they feel like I right, I'm getting older, I gotta start paying attention mm. to these things. When in actuality, we probably should have been you. paying attention, but we just didn't really care. And it's yeah. kind of it's like it's boring. You feel me? Like yeah, politics have like soap operas and shit like that, the same way um, reality TV shows have and like sports and stuff like that. But it's not as entertaining when you're younger. Like you're not really trying got to. You. Let me ask yeah. you a question. Let me ask you a question. It was very entertaining to me. I I'm a, I was aware that kid though, and you know that I was weird. But my thing about it is like, do you feel like because you live in a city like New York where you're not really like because y'all are such a moving people, a uh, fast paced people, like you don't feel like like you and it's also y'all are very democratic and mm-hmm. liberal. Or well, at least like they you, you they don't appear need to be to worry they about appear it. to be democratic and liberal. But not. Nah, that's a good question. I like. That's a good question but, though because I'm, now say what you're saying. Yeah. Finish, finish the question. No, no, and I like. I'm not even talking about New York. Like I'm talking about like let's say you for example, you live in a black community, mm-hmm. uh, or you know, and you live with your parents and you go to church and you do all this stuff. 
So, like, technically, your world is pretty much good, no matter what happens outside <laughs> of it. You get what I'm trying to say? Yo, that's... And like, I, that's what I try to explain to people, too, especially New Yorkers. I'm like, you got to understand, when you compare yourself or when you talk about... When you talk about social issues at scale to the whole yeah. country, it's much different in New York City than it is oh. everywhere else in the world. Because, one, like you said, everything is moving so fast that sometimes you can't even get caught up on the, on the, like the little small, minor issues. That... In addition to the fact that it's such a it's such a diverse city, so it's like even though there are people who we you know are racist and whatnot, people who are bigots and prejudiced, everybody kind of tolerates each other to a certain. Not even kind of, everybody tolerates each other. Period. If you want a subway, you want a subway. Exactly. You, you're not on the subway with a bunch of people that like you. You're not on the subway with people that you're not on the subway with a bunch of people that you like. But you guys all mm-hmm. tolerate each other because there's a bigger picture. There's a bigger issues to face right now than me worrying about the fact that I hate that person at the end of the train and vice versa. Like, in New York, there's so much diversity, there's so much other things going on to distract us from the fact that we may hate somebody or somebody else may hate us, if that makes sense. You know what I mean? Well, you already know. You lived in New York before you decided you wanted to go move to the West Coast. But, dude, well, remember, I lived in the South, too. I lived in Nashville. And then I went to the West Coast. So I had like. So you have way, you have a lot so more like, perspective. You have a lot more. You, oh. you, 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 whatever you have to say about relation, race relations or social issues <laughs> in the country is a lot more credible than what a lot of other people have to say. Because a lot of people haven't even left left their Ooh, city. Dude. You feel me? So it's just like. <laughs> exactly. You only know what you've been experiencing, which is not really that good of a perspective if you want to have a, a conversation on a bigger scale. Exactly. It was funny because me and uh, I'm gonna say Denzel, my bro. <laughs> uh, we we uh, you know, not everyone listening to podcast may know his yeah. name, the family name, but <laughs> but um, he uh, we have this conversation all the time. Sometimes I feel like he gets frustrated with me, but because I, I I feel like I, I come off like I'm on a high horse or something. <laughs> but in my head, I'm just like, dude, like. I literally just said that to him a couple hours ago. I was like, yo, when you're in New York, you all got time to worry about if someone will dislike Word. you or whatever. Sometimes someone may even say something racist. And you might, have to, like, you might, have, to, you might that, have to take dude. it on the chin. <laughs> you might have to return some racial yeah, slurs yeah. and keep it pushing because y'all, y'all both exactly. have to get to the back. Exactly. you like, yo, yo, like, F you, da 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 da. And if you got you time, you, but you it deal it with it. Yeah. But sometimes you got to get that. You got to get to work. You got to get to whatever. So, like, over here on the West Coast, and I would even—I'll say it more on this part. I don't even want to say the West Coast. I want to say this part because in my mind, now this is gonna be a hot take, whatever it could be. But I'm just saying this to Damien Rowe, like I say this proudly. San Francisco is the where is the bluest of. Well, blue I've been hearing that for a while. I've been country. hearing that San Francisco is the most liberal country in the world. Not country. I'm bugging. Oh, San Francisco dude, is the most liberal is. city in the country. I should say. Oh, yeah. And matter of fact, I don't even say San Francisco. I'm going to say specifically Berkeley. Specifically. <laughs> and um, and then uh, to whatever you would consider the reddest state or reddest city I in actually, America. I actually don't have no idea. I have no idea what the reddest uh, city or state. state <laughs> the reddest state would be what? Texas? To us, I would say no, 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 no. I would say either Louisiana or Alabama. Louisiana. The deep south. So let me ask yeah. you. Let me ask you a question. Uh, you said funny. you said um Berkeley is probably yeah. the most bluest city, or bluest town yeah. within the most bluest city in the country. Have you ever Have yeah. you ever walked yeah, yeah, on the yeah. campus so, University of Berkeley? Uh yeah. So what's What's walking What's walking around on What's walking around on that campus like? What type of things are you seeing? Or what type of um, interactions like with everybody? Like so listen, you know I hate 
I hate painting a broad brush on on okay, people. Okay, that makes sense. But I can't I can't tell what they are. But I I've met. Let me just put it like this: I've interacted with people who who went to school from Berkeley, and I'm not saying every fun bun from Berkeley is this way, but. I mean, where I'm just like, bro, I thought I was woke. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, bro, you made me look like a conservative. I'm dead. <laughs> and I do have some conservative values and stuff like that because we really put it on paper. But like, I was like, I'm not liberal. Let me put it like this. I feel like I've had this conversation so many times. It's like... an. I'm not, I'm not going to say New Yorkers. I'm saying East Coast liberals are very different from West Coast liberals. And I'll put it simply like this. East Coast liberals are liberals who are like, yo, we believe that they're more like independents. They're like, listen, the government shouldn't do this, but the government should take care of you, but it shouldn't tell you what to do with mm-hmm. your body, right? Or they'll be like, you, the government shouldn't tell you who you should marry. You should have those rights. But I also feel like East Coast liberals are the type of people like, yo, you can be, you know, like you can be gay and and and, and get married. We just don't really wanna like, like, you know, like do that over <laughs> there, you know, like or everybody's or, like, hey, you or, do, like, do that you know, on your own time. You don't really gotta bring that over here. Like, ex- don't bring that to my attention. Exactly. And and the reason I say it like that, because if you look at like, like. And, you know, I, I really don't want this to be misconstrued. If you look at how New York is set up, and if you look at, like, this, I don't even want to just say New York City, and I'm only saying that because that's my hometown, mm-hmm. is that if you look at the major cities on the East Coast, look at the, like, just look at the gay culture. Just use that. They're in very, like, minute areas, Word. right? And also, dude, you got to remember, New York, yo, I remember, tell me if this is true or not, Darnell. You've read... You have ro- ro- uh, rode on the the four train down to Utica at some point. Utica. Have you ever? I remember when the Gay Pride Parade used to be going on in New York, and dudes from the hood would like, you could tell they were going, and they were hiding it, and it wasn't until they passed a certain stop they started like, oh, whatever, whatever. <laughs> now, you on that train, and you in Franklin, my dude. You you black you get it don't matter you can get on the train. I was like yo this is really happening. Not that it's bad. I was like this is exciting. Like yo the gay could you can be gay and not get beat up <laughs> or be scared. <laughs> like you know that like that that wasn't a thing when in San Francisco being gay was a thing and that's what I'm like all out here. It's like, dude, you need not only are we gonna fight for your rights, but you need to be who you mm-hmm. are, and you can have that, and you can live that. No one will never like. I feel like they're the more like, we're gonna be out about it, and not only just out about like being gay or whatever, out about your beliefs. We accept you for who, no matter what you are out here. Where I feel like over there, we're, we're more like on the east coast. We're like, yo, we support you, you this, this, and this, but listen, we gonna keep doing our way, our different way. We're not, let's not talk about it. like you kind of get what I'm no, trying to I, say. I understand, I understand what you're saying. I understand. What yeah. You're saying. Um, I would say, yeah. Going going back to my original point, it's just a lot more things going on in New York for you to be just worried about what anybody yeah. else is doing. And like you said, over time, people people's mentalities are trying are starting to shift and they're starting to accept people for who they are, realizing that whoever you are mm-hmm. has no business or has nothing to do with who I am. And everybody's just finding a way to live amongst each other. 
Even though, exactly. even though you know, people are still gonna find ways to to um to cause division amongst each other. That's inevitable. That's just that's almost that's oh, yeah. pretty much human nature at this point. But it's like, yeah, everybody, nobody, yeah. nobody got time to worry about what the next man is doing. Exactly, would you say? Would you say? Bro. Well, you live in the San Francisco area now, not LA, right? So would yeah, you say that San Francisco? Yeah, yeah. So I live. Like, would you say is it, is more diverse than New York City, or is it just as diverse, or is it a little less no. diverse? No, no, no. I would say it's very less diverse. It's funny because I feel like even when it, like, San Francisco and compared to L.A., I would even say even San Francisco is more, like, out and liberal than L.A. is. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Because um, L.A. is so big. That's why. It has, like, so many pockets of, like, where it could just be straight conservative, mm-hmm. you know? But, um, no, like, I feel like SF, basically this is what happened. SF is not a big city. It has a lot of people, but like literally physically, it's not a big city. And um, you have a lot of more. It's, you know, I feel like it's very white dominated, very tech. It's very, you're not, the art scene is not as much. So, but there's a lot more diversity in Oakland. If you cross over, you're going to have uh, Oakland over there. And, you know, you have a lot of more black communities. You have a lot of more Filipino yeah. communities. Even the Filipino communities, I would say they either live like not. I, I don't feel like a lot of Filipinos live within the city. I feel like they live around it. Um, and, you know, you have a strong Asian community. So it, it, it's diverse. But I wouldn't say it's diverse as diverse as like Los Angeles, where you're going to have a huge, heavily black and Hispanic well, community. A lot of people, you know a I mean? lot of people. I'm not gonna say a lot of people who live in Los Angeles now came from the East Coast, but Los Angeles, similar to New York, is a city where a lot of migrants come to. A lot exactly. of people migrate in LA and start a whole new life over in LA. Exactly, and then another thing too, like you know, just for anyone who's listening and like don't know, like SF is expensive, bro. Yeah, I did, hey, I did read that. Here, I did read that dude. it's like one of the most expensive cities right now. Dude. Yo, let me tell you how expensive like how much how much, is, how much would it bro. cost for you to pay how much would it cost let's say monthly rent for a Dude. two bedroom apartment in SF? That would be like four thousand three hundred and that's like on the low end or just around three thousand or three thousand five hundred maybe. Nah, see if in New York you can get a two bedroom for like Probably twenty four, and a one bedroom would be like a good eighteen, sixteen to eighteen. Nah, even not even. Mm-hmm. Oh, you can get a two three bedroom in New York. You can find some spots, like in the um in the city. Not even in the city. Not in the, well, <laughs> it's different. When I say the city, I mean like Manhattan. Man. But when I say when I yeah, mean like yeah, you can yeah. find like a two three bedroom apartment for a good sixteen hundred in Brooklyn. <sighs> Dude, you don't make me cry, bro. <laughs> starting, he's starting to think about coming back. And you thought Dude, and you thought New York was expensive. Something. Dude, <laughs> dude, my friend told me how he's paid for his studio in LA. I wanted to stop and cry, bro. <laughs> I was like, "What?" And he was like, "It's too expensive." I was like, "What?" He was paying one thousand three hundred. I was like, "Bro, stop!" <laughs> just for your own space. I was, just for his own space. I was like, "Stop!" I was like, "I don't even want to begin to tell you my number, bro." Yeah, <laughs> so, but I do live by myself, like you know. You know, I live by myself. I chose to live by myself. Um, I, I it would have been cheaper to room with mm-hmm. someone, but like I would have only been saving roughly maybe anywhere between five to eight hundred dollars. And to a lot of people, they'll be like, "Yo, that's that that's a lot of money." But for me, 
that's like, okay, I'm moving with someone, I'm saving that amount of money, and I still got to deal with having Word. someone. So now you I don't know? have, I don't have the I same space like or freedom. Word. I don't have the same space or freedom anymore because I'm sharing the space. With, I'm exactly. sharing this, 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 this apartment with somebody else. And what if y'all fall out, like you exactly. said? Yeah, dude. I've seen people not pay their rent. <laughs> um, so, like, and it's not a fun experience, bro. <laughs> the landlord um, coming for both of y'all now. <laughs> Yo, dude, I see someone not pay their rent. And, like, my friend, this was when I was in New York. And she literally, like, went and packed up her oh, stuff, dude. like, when she wasn't home. And, um, like, made this good story about why she went in her room to pack her stuff up. And basically forced her to leave. <laughs> she this was after one was month like, of no rent. This, no, this was like after like about... Oh, repeated. I'm about to say after one like, month, that's Yeah, it was like a repeated. Nah, nah, nah. Nah, my friend, she was like cool. Like, we don't talk now, but like, she was cool. She wasn't She wasn't crazy. Like, I would have been like, yo, you need to chill. But this was like like a, a repeat offender, dude. And she was basically offender. trying to milk the situation. Like, she, she pretty much expected your friend to just start footing the whole rent bill. Oh, dude, it was bad, bro. It was bad. Well, it was, and it was four. It was four of them living in there. So it was like it was a. Oh, so it was a collective effort. They all packed the shit up together. Yeah, yeah. And so it was kind of like yo, they kind of held her down for mm-hmm. a moment. But then after a while, I was like yo, like come on, man, you gotta pull your and and dude, here's the crazy thing. Like my friend was counting her money, but she didn't really want to count her money. <laughs> and, and you know what I she mean? She forced her to count her money, money basically. But like. No, 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 no. Like, like knowing how much. That's she what I mean. Yeah, she basically fought your like, friend. She forced yeah, your friend yeah. to start having to count her money now. To start, yeah, yeah. And she's like, "Yo, it's not like you're working any job. You're a bartender. Like, you're like, you're an attractive person working at as a bartender. I know you're getting tips enough to at least pay some of the rent. And now this is not. Let, let, I'm gonna put this in perspective. This was like a four hundred dollar rent, bro. The max five hundred. That's nothing, bro. Each. You mean each for a right? bartender? E- each person. Yeah. Each person. So it was about five five hundred each mm-hmm. person. So uh let's see how much I'm bad. That's two thousand. If it's four people, that's two <laughs> bands. Calm two bands. It's nothing yeah. crazy, but like you oh, said, it's doable. It's manageable. Oh, sorry. I don't know why I just started typing in the <laughs> the phone dial. <laughs> <laughs> I'm such a dumb. Y'all was like, why am I calling someone? <laughs> this is <guy> <laughs> I'm dumb. <laughs> nah, but uh, so that's like 500 times. Okay, yeah. So 2,000. Someone already did the math. But like, um, yeah, like this is 2,000, and you're you're part of the rent. It's like about 500, 550, mm-hmm. and you can and you're making tips, dude. You should at least be making like if you went into work in a week. You should be making at least five hundred, at least a hundred dollars night. You should be every night. You should be making at least a hundred dollars in tips. That's if, but what if, but what if she can't? What if she don't know how to properly make a drink? A lot of these bartenders be pretty, but they don't know how to make a valid drink. Okay, so let me let's do that. Do you think that she cannot make at least fifty dollars in tips? Wait, fifty dollars a tip? And then it would yeah, depend. In, it would depend what neighborhood the bars is. Uh, a night, make. Sorry, sorry. Like make fifty dollars a, a night. night. Oh, in, in tips. tips. Yeah. Well, just to play devil's advocate, what if she's in a situation? Yeah, what if she's in a ahead. situation where they split the tip up amongst everybody? It's one big tip jar, and at the end of the night, they come together and they split the tip up. Okay. This much okay. it's much harder. So it's much harder to make even fifty dollars in that situation. That's true, 
Um, but remember, we're talking about people who are, this is working at a bar, but that's a good thing. Okay, so let's say you walk away with at least, okay, that makes sense. I can see where you're coming from that. Um, I was going to say, if you at least every week, like you're making at least $25 in tip mm-hmm. a week, a week, you should at least, you're not going to make your rent, but you'll make enough to like at least say, hey, you know what? I can't pay you back. I can at least give you two fifty, and I'm not. We're not talking about her base pay. We're just talking about just her, her rent, right? So, so you could give at least a hundred dollars or something a month or something, whatever that is. And we're talking about tip, just tips, a hundred dollars from your tip. And it wasn't like so they weren't getting any money at all. That's the thing. It's like it's someone who has a job where you know they're getting a little more on top of what they're making. And you know, to be fair, this person could have had. So many other factors in life: credit card debt, student loans, car yeah. payment. But that's that's how you. Uh, owes a that's family why it's important member, for you to you know? vet your roommate before, or vet them probably before you decide I want to live with this person. Oh yeah, because I don't have oh, to. Yeah. I, like you said, I don't got the time um, for nobody to not be able to uh, put up the end of the bargain. Exactly, I've always been like that. Yo, I remember when I was in like phone plans with my brother. And and I think one time I was in a phone plan with my brother and Tamara and and maybe DJ. <laughs> a phone plan. Someone didn't pay, <laughs> yo. Someone didn't pay their thing of the bill and I didn't have a phone and I had paid. I was like, nah, bro, I'm not doing this. I'd rather pay more. <laughs> and like, I just pulled it out and I was like, yo, I'm not doing that, dude. I've always been that person, but like, yo, I will say like on my journey from New York to to hear um i've had nothing but great roommates and only one roommate i can like complain about just a tad bit and it's not even a complaint i don't blame him at all but i had this great roommate when i was in nashville and his ex-girlfriend went crazy and basically like came and raided our house and all this she went crazy you said went crazy i thought she like she lost her like literally lost her mind and then Found a way to fuck the crazy. No, no, like, no, 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 no. She got jealous. She got jealous of my roommate. Like, it was like, nah, I'm, like, so, like, when I moved into this apartment, I guess they used to live together, but they broke mm-hmm. up. And they, she moved to a different place in the, in the, what I call it again, in the, like, where we were, we were standing, like, this, uh, I'm trying to find the word. What's the word? Like a, you know, like a, a like a compound, basically. Like um, it's like a bunch of houses that live in this neighborhood. So you'll you'll it's not a gated community. Like a little cold set. It's like, yeah, <laughs> it's like you you go in and there's a bunch of words like roads, and you have it was like welcome to things houses, welcome to this. So it was like one of those places. So we lived in this little neighborhood there, and then from other there, like and in these places, you could tell like different people own the buildings. Or the houses, and you could tell, like, or that some people bought. So I think she bought a house. That's what she did. She bought a house in that area, and um, so she moved out. So everything she had, and so he needed a roommate. And so when I heard the roommate call, he didn't even put it up. It was her, and like I was like, "Yo, this this dude sound like my brother. Uh, you know, I want to live with mm-hmm. him." So we, you know, he was cool, dude. We watch HBO, dude. This is what I was like, "Yo." Yo, like when right now the things going in the world, when I say like, yo, people are overreacting because like, yo, I was a northerner from the north. This kid was like a a a, a southerner from Louisiana, bro. 
we were good friends, dude. This is my good so we, friend so to when this you say, day. When you say people are overreacting, you mean people are overreacting? Why? Over what? What are they? What's causing yo, them to overreact? Yo, over beliefs, bro. Beliefs and and like overreacting. Like, yo, are going so hard for Democrat, Republican. My friend was independent, but I'm gonna be real with you. I felt like he was very Republican. Listen, I lived with someone who did not like Obama, mm-hmm. and we still were great friends. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, why do you why like, do you think most people like, aren't able to separate like politics or 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 just beliefs from their personal relations? Why do you think people aren't are aren't able to just yo. agree or be friends with somebody? <sighs> not agree, but be friends with somebody that they don't yo. agree with. Yo, this is gonna sound paranoid as Here we go. fuck, dude. Oh, my son Kevin Knox ball. Oh bad, I'm watching the next game. <laughs> <laughs> nah, nah, nah. I think it goes back yo, Darnell, I think it goes back to like being this is what I think. I think it all goes back to being black. This is how much, listen, this is going to sound crazy what I'm about I'm listening. I'm listening. I feel like people in America want to be black so bad <laughs> that they're willing to take on any type of disenfranchise or feel oppressed or feel whatever. And that's why they can't get <laughs> So perfect example. Wait. Let me put it like this. Let me put no, it like I'm, this. Let me hear this. If yeah. you have... Let me explain what I'm trying to say because this sounds crazy. Let me say this. So you, let's use like a Republican. Wait. Oh my gosh. Democrats don't like me? Oh my gosh. They call me a what? A, maybe a snowflake. I don't know or, if that's Or mayonnaise or cracker. Uh, oh, anything right? like that word. You call me mayonnaise cracker? That's racist. No. It's like, bro. No, no one's doing that. But I mean, you do are your values kind of fall in the racist line. You know what mm-hmm. I'm trying to say? Same thing with liberals. Oh my gosh, like you know, like they call me a cracker. I mean, like not cracker. They call me a snowflake, a social justice warrior. <laughs> social oh my justice goodness, war. like it's like I feel like everyone and like me and my friend was talking about this. We we're like, yo, dude, we don't black people don't like getting up and being oppressed. <laughs> Our whole goal. <laughs> Like, we don't wake up like, yo, I wonder how we're going to get the man today. <laughs> no, we're fighting so you don't have to deal That's with this fact. shit anymore. <laughs> we don't make a war to be oppressed. Or or there's those or there's those who want to, you know, do everything else that we do except take exactly. on the fact that we're oppressed. They want to forget exactly. about that. I feel like or, or turn the blo- turn up, turn everyone wants to be that. marginalized. Everyone wants to be marginalized. That's Wait, what, what I you- feel like. What did you just, you know, chalk that up to everybody, to that to the victim mentality that most people have nowadays? Oh, well, oh, I'll, I'll yeah, put it like this. Yeah. I feel like the reason why the, the, the victim mentality stems from the fact that I think what people have realized is that victims get attention. So if I'm a victim, I get attention. Because attention is like one of the most valuable commodities right now. Like who has yeah. the most attention on them? Well, who can maintain attention for the longest? Like attention is a very valuable commodity right now in our world. That's true. That is true. I, I agree. And, dude, I fall in a very weird space because, like, being born in 1989, you, you're, you like, in you're like in two worlds, right? Why, so, why like, do you say that? I see. Oh, because, like, when I'm growing up, I, I feel like I'm, like I said, there's a certain generation of millennials, quote, unquote, where we, I feel like they grew up in a time where the world was transitioning. So because the world was transitioning, we will always be transitioning. <laughs> I truly believe that. I know that sounds crazy, but um, like, so perfect example. 
1989. Berlin Wall's coming down. We enter in the 90s. You have a lot of internet and all this new technology coming out. We now are coming from an age of like, we like the stuff. So when you look at people like, and I feel like you even fall in this category, like 99, like, like anywhere from like 1984 to like 1995, mm. right? And these are millennials, but I don't know what the millennial range is because like even, you know, Denzel is considered a millennial technically. So, and you know, he's like five years mm. older than me. So my thing about it is like, if if we are coming out of this time, our parent if there's a transition, right? Your parents have a old way of doing stuff, so they are still using this old technology. So by the time you reach an age where you can actually talk, write, or whatever, you've been using stuff that is from this old time period. That's a fact. Right? All so, while the world around us is so, changing. Exactly. Digital. So now by the time exactly. So now by the time you get to school, when your parents when you literally I'm sure your parents had a typewriter when you nah, were have a typewriter. You know how typewriter. a typewriter? They didn't have a well, did they have that new technology What's typewriter? What's a new technology typewriter? Like, like the like brother, like those like fast they were like just before like we went to computers, they had these typewriters that like um that like you could put paper in there and they like move real well, fast. And like you could see the digital word, and then like it, it erased for you and all this stuff. I don't know. Well, I was born in '96, so even if they did have that, I was too young to even yeah. remember. The earliest computer I remember us having gotcha. is like we had a Dell, like the old. It was like a the white fat backboard gotcha. Dell with like it was like Windows '95 or some shit. Gotcha. That makes sense. So this may be a little. So this may be a little more for me than and and you may not fall into this. So. So like when I was growing up, my parents had typewriters, mm. <laughs> like an old old one, like an old old oh, one, and like they brought that up from Jamaica, uh, and then like more than yell, like, dude, and they, uh, and most likely, and then we got like a brother one because my dad would have to write stuff. I learned how to type on that, like I had to help my dad type mm-hmm. on that, and then but then when we go in the computer room, then we're learning how to type on computers. So you see yeah. what I'm saying? Like when you when you were you were born 1996, yeah. you said right. Dude, when I was 1996, I was in first grade. <laughs> so, so like my thing about it is like, like I was either in the first or second grade. So in my head, like we already when you know I you basically what happened to you is what happened to me. Like like you were coming into a place maybe in a transition period. I don't know. I can't say, but you like the old technology. Your first computer was a Dell, and then by the time you're ready to start getting the computers, you're probably using a Mac or a or a better computer than a yeah. Dell, right? Yeah, yeah. Um. So, so that's what I feel like has been my life per se. Is like, okay, I've been um in these moments of transitions, and where, where, how did we get on transitions? <laughs> I think I think I think it stems from you saying something about um. You said your friend was a conservative, and the way like millennials interact with each other is just oh, yeah. because you were always in the transitioning period. That's true, cause like I also yeah, I also feel like because like we so we can understand two worlds. I get it now. Now I know where I was going with all this. So basically, I'm always in a place where I understand the world of the old and understand and accept the world of the new. Cause in for for my generation and for me to survive. I've always been taught if something is new coming, learn it, adapt to it. It will help you. That's what they taught us when we right. were growing up. So so now you have these people who are on the side who are just like straight technology and they don't 
is they're just like, nah, it's this way, it's this way, it's this way. It has to be this way. And then you have these other people who are like, oh, nah, man, I'm going to stick to my ways. I'm never going to change. I'm too scared yeah. to learn. And then you have people like me who's just like, yo, I see both sides. Why can't we just get along? And dude, I'm going to say something. Babe, yo, if you look at all the people who are running the world right now from celebrities to tech to yeah. everything, they're roughly around my age. That is true. I noticed that. I noticed in that a lot 30s. of people in their early thirties, like a lot of those, uh, like you said, a lot of influential yes. people in their early thirties. Because, like you said, you guys were born in that right in that perfect moment. Because I was born at a time where I'm able to understand the transition from floppy disk to flash drive. Like I'm able to understand the yeah. um, transition from. I was able to experience the transition from Walkmans to MP3s. You know what I mean? However, exactly. you guys were old yeah. enough to be able to capitalize on those transitions. That's the difference between you and me. Exactly. So, like you said, a lot of the people who are like tech giants and media moguls now are in their early thirties. Look at look at um Zuckerberg. He's like what thirty four. He's yeah, like thirty four, buying dude, up companies dude. like it's not like it's water. Dude, it's crazy. Him. That's why I was like, yo, I was thinking about that. Like, you look at Rihanna. Rihanna's only thirty, nice. bro, or thirty one. Wow, yeah. Like. Yo, Kendrick, all of these dudes, they're like literally from my like that 1984, 1989, almost 92 maybe era. It's like ridiculous. Ironically, like, a lot of people feel so like, 30, like in my, 30 is old. Dude, yo, you know how much people say that to I, me? I don't, now, I'm going like to say this. Yo, yo, listen. <laughs> let me put it like, I said this to someone. I said this to someone. I was like, yo, being in your late 20s, early 30s, is like, you know how to party, and you party, and you do drugs, but you know how to do it in a very more sophisticated and oh, elegant that. way. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, you, like, like someone who's like 19, or, or, or they're like 21, they're like drinking, chugging, blah, blah, blah. Word. over here, we're like, yeah, we not, nah, we like, we like, oh, are you going to do some uh, weed today? May I roll it up? Is that a sativa? <laughs> <laughs> what is it? What flavor is that? getting choosy with the strands. Just because you can, because exactly. you got the money to do it. <laughs> yo, you like, yo, you check in, you gut check in, you like, give me a background check. <laughs> you ain't going as hard, bro. Yeah, but uh, I feel like, you know, just to like close off that last conversation, it's like, yeah, man, like I got very, like, my, basically, we spanned <laughs> this funny. We spanned all the way from roommates. <laughs> <laughs> all the way, I don't even know how we got here, but whatever. <laughs> we, we got here because we were talking about roommates and why, <laughs> why I decided to live by myself. <laughs> Dude, this podcast is going to be hella long. <laughs> <laughs> nah, they can listen to it in parts. They'd be all right. Okay. 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 Oh, yeah. I'm sorry. <laughs> That's good. <laughs> nah, you good. So, so uh, yeah, man. Like, dude, basically, you know, to put a bow on everything. And let me know if I'm talking too much, bro. You can shut me up, bro. You need to. <laughs> now I'm listening. You make it sense. It's making sense. Like, 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 my thing about listeners it. Listeners are like, small enough to to understand. Like, yeah, that's deep, deep. I like that. I like that. Uh, uh, like my thing about it is like, yeah, man. Like we were able to like have our differences, have our different belief, but at the end of the day, the rent was still due. Um, like he was a great person, and my roommate was just a dope person. And I think that I wish people can just like be like, yo, 
like this is when I, it hit me. So I don't want to name this person, but I invited someone to a party in LA one year before the elections. And this was like a going away party. I think it was after. And this person came in and I was having a great time with them. And I never expected this person to say what they were going to say. But basically I uncovered they were a Trump supporter. And I was like so anti-Trump supporter. And I still am. But what happened was like I had to catch myself and was like, okay, this person right here right now, like just before I found this out, was the coolest motherfucker I. This is, that's that's why that's the, why I believe you, know what like, I mean? you shouldn't even like you shouldn't have to. Or a matter of fact, it's either one or two exactly. things. Either you just never talk about politics, or yeah, just or yeah, get that out the way first, just so I know where you stand. Yo, po- exactly. I go to like politics, so, religion, all of that, just so I know where you stand. Cause I, cause like I said, mm-hmm. you should still be able to look past that and just like if the per- if y'all cool, like you yeah. said, if y'all cool, if you have if I maintain a relationship, a certain type of relationship, you should be able to look past all the other shit. Oh, because at the end of the day, look at it like this. At the end of the day, we all have family members and people that we love that have some wild beliefs. Even if we're on the same side of the spectrum politically, like you still have some wild beliefs that we all don't agree with. And my take on like the whole like the state of the country, like I I guess just to put like a bow on this on 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 this conversation, my take on the whole like state of the country and uh, the whole Trump Hillary thing is, at the end of the day, I look at Trump like this. He's a New Yorker. At the end of the day, so. One, I understand why he's so aggressive and why he's so brash and brazen and shit like that. Another thing, he's not that ass. Like it makes so much sense to me. Like I'm like, oh yeah, that's, that's like that's the average white man on the train right now trying to get to work, trying to get to Wall Street right now. That's just, that's how they maneuver into. Remember, the, remember the, not to go chat on, not go too far on a tangent. But remember the video last season of LeBron getting on the train with the Cavs. Yeah, yeah. There was yeah, a yeah. guy sitting next to LeBron. This is LeBron yeah, James. This is the like, greatest dude. player on the planet right now. <laughs> He's sitting next to LeBron James. LeBron is recording. <laughs> He's recording himself taking New York City public transportation. He puts the camera on the guy, and the guy slaps the phone out his camera out of his hand. He dude, does not care who that you is are. The best. That's like dude, that's the perfect that way to describe a New Yorker. Like, that's that's it right there. That is a New Yorker. He's like I don't, I don't care, care who you are. are. I'm trying to, I got I got to be. So that's why I, I understand why he talks that aggressive. I, I could look past that. Now the thing is the reason why it's like yo. There's no. I feel the reason why I, I keep saying this. I feel like we're approaching this whole like Trump thing wrong, is because, yeah, we keep trying to like. I feel like people constantly keep trying to get him to change his beliefs. When at this point we should mm-hmm. just try to figure out who like who we gonna get to replace him. Like I feel like we shouldn't exactly. even try to change his thought his thought process because he's seventy plus years old, right? We all got grandparents exactly. who are, like who are seventy plus years Ooh. old. They got some wild beliefs. <laughs> like they like yeah. they still looking at life the way life was for them when they was twenty probably. With that same, from that same perspective, from where they sprung, you mean to tell me that you expect to go now convince your grandmother or your grandfather to, to think and reason differently? No. But you, but don't get me, but peep game or peep game. You still love her, right? You still love him, right? You yeah, love him with yeah, all your heart. Yeah, yeah. But would you now? Yeah. Would you? Would you be confident to say, right, "I'm gonna put my grandmother or my grandfather in office"? No, <laughs> you're not gonna do that. <laughs> And that's why I genuinely believe like people should only be able to hold offices from like the ages of forty to sixty, and after that it should be clipped. Like it should not. There should be no reason why seventy-year-old men and eighty-year-old men are calling the shots for for kids that are twenty years old right now. Like it's too deep, dude. That is like y'all, y'all look at life from two, two completely different perspectives. Like y'all never gonna be able to relate to each other. Oh man, yo. Outside of the fact so that y'all actually deep, human, bro. but it's just I don't know. Everybody's perspective on things is just kind of like warped. Especially because people, yeah. especially because people constantly like, 
put it like this. If I'm from New York, the only news that I'll probably be more than, like, I'm only, like, everybody's constantly watching their local news. You know what I mean? Like, people aren't, and on top of the fact that you're watching your local news and keeping up with your local news, you're not going, you're more than likely not going to do more research on the things that you just heard in the news. So whatever the perception yeah. of everywhere else, oh, good take. Yeah, what? Well, my son Kevin Knox is boiling right now. But whatever perception you have of the world is pretty much based on what you're watching, the news that you're taking in. It's pretty much based on Yo. the, um, like, for example, your Explore page on Instagram. It's literally based on the things that you would more than likely gravitate to, which means that there's no real room for exploration. You're not, there's no room for you to really like venture out and, to, and learn other new things and like, expand your mind in any way, shape, or form because everything, even down to the social media that we use, is programmed tailored to things that we like. It would never give us something that we never went on. So you would never even know that certain things exist if you don't go looking for it. So it's like exactly. at the end of the day, everybody's Dude, so I... caught up in their own world that, oh, he almost blocked that. That was a jumper that he ran out on. He contested. Everybody's so caught up <laughs> in their own world that it's like, in order for us to even really make progress as a race, you got to be able to just, like, tune out the distractions and look past the fact that your pers- you may think your perspective is the best or the only perspective. You know what I mean? Like, you got to be a lot... People got to be a lot more open-minded before they really want to talk this diversity and this inclusion and this change. Because I feel like... Oh, I see the issue. Nah, my bad. I'm watching the game. I just feel like, overall, people are just too... Like I said, people are just too caught up in their own worlds to really understand how everybody else lives and and so on and so forth. Yeah, if man. If that makes no. sense. No, you're correct. No, you crack. Like, I actually challenge people. I'm like, dude, I actually go watch Fox News sometimes <laughs> just to understand what they are talking about, bro. And not like to, not like to get, not even to like get the news. Just to strengthen them, my argument. But to see how they're, yeah, strengthen my argument, see how they're spinning, what they're talking about. No, you're totally correct, bro. You hit it so on the head. Um, but yeah, let's move bro, on. Not, from- not to sound too conspiracy. <laughs> yeah, you kind of like to sure understand people are kind of programmed to think a certain way based on like where you grew up and like what you, what news you consume and what inf- where you get your information and stuff like that. Cash, my son Kevin Yo, Knox is you know, right now. My bad. Yo, nice. matter of fact, what's what's uh, what's the what's this? What's the- wait, wait. Before we jump to that. This is one thing I want to say is like, yo, people need to travel more, even within the United States, even from big cities to nah, small towns. Small I, just, towns I literally just had this conversation city. earlier today with my, one of my friends. People need to travel more and not just take pictures. Like, chop it up with somebody from the city, a couple of people from the city. Like, don't yeah, just pull man. up on some tourist shit. To like, yeah, you really need to like go and see how the world is. And just in the United States, yo, it's like see crazy. it for yourself. You know, like, like, you know what I mean? Like, go out to experience it for yourself. Form your own opinions. Exactly. Like, that's that's really what it all. That's what it comes down to for me. Like, just don't rely on somebody else's word. Take it and then go out, go do some exactly. more further, further do, do some research. Don't even take my word. <laughs> listen to what I'm saying. No, funny. <laughs> listen to what I'm saying and go do some research on it. Fact check me. Don't take my word, but 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 go. Nah, fact check me. <laughs> listen Tell to me if I'm this, wrong. But not word, like, don't take whatever I say at face value. Go do your do your own research on it. Formulate your own opinion. Because you know what's crazy? You know what's crazy? How people like, we got no space in America for immigrants. Bro, it's mad space. I'm about to say it's mad space in middle America right now. It's mad. Why do you think Kanye so could could easily just go to Wyoming and find a little space, some space in Wyoming to talk about he want to buy the whole place and build the whole community? It's mad space in America. We just all crammed up in these big cities. Someone said it's a. America's a lifeboat. I was like, no, nigga, it's a cruise ship. <laughs> cruise ship. <laughs> I heard the, well, I don't know about San Francisco, now, but I heard the homeless problem in LA is 10 times worse than it is in New York City. Like, 
Like I heard oh, there's yeah, like homeless yeah. communities out there. That's, That's crazy. Yeah, and and it is. It's bad in LA and it's bad in SF. The bad part in SF is that it's like it's like it's because I told you in the beginning it's so uh, such a small city. You can be like by the most rich building and just see a population of just like like it's like like you literally see rich poor rich poor right next. That's to crazy. Them. Yeah, it's crazy, man. What what's 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 the yeah, sports culture like out there in, on the West um, Coast? Or oh, in Cali specifically. Dude, oh dude, yo. So simply I this was one of the topics I was like, yo, I can't wait to talk sports because it's so weird being a Knicks fan in Warriors territory, <laughs> dude. I hate it, bro. I hate it. See, I remember one night, I forget it was finals night, and uh Cleveland was p- playing uh the Warriors. Mm-hmm. And I, I don't know if it was the final game or what it was, but it was one of these games. And so I was watching it. And so I ordered food, whatever, which is a big thing out here. I mean, it's everywhere in major cities. I you know, order food. And so, like, I ordered the food. I go down, like, you know, just the heat of the game. I go down. This person who comes up, uh, who brings my food, she's a Warrior fan with the Warrior jersey. She goes, oh, man, I have to be doing this. I'm just listening to the game. Are we winning? Are we winning? And I was like, define we. Define we. <laughs> Be more specific with that we. Yeah, because I'm not rooting for the Warriors. <laughs> Dude, wait, how long, how long have you been uh, in San Francisco now? So I've been in San Francisco officially a year oh, now. Year, I've been in California for three years well, now. That's, I want to I uh, figure out if like, well, then again, whatever city you go to, there's more than likely going to be people who are yeah. fans of that team for like forever. But I want to speak to a Warriors fan, yeah. like who's been a Warriors fan prior to like the Steph Curry era, like during the Baron Davis days. Dude. Like I want to speak to oh, that dude, type yeah. of Warriors fan. Like I want to know what this dynasty of a franchise, like how that impacts them and their fandom and their like, yeah. like how much, like they go, imagine how much yeah. their lives changed. Like they went from always being the underdog to now being that team, now being the super team, now being an all time great team. That's true. I, I mean I know a couple of them, um, maybe I yeah I know a couple of people because like that's the thing like I like the fans but I also don't like the fans, like those the two biggest things I don't like about the Warriors is one KD, <laughs> and two uh and and once again like you my whole thing is like I look at basketball like I love basketball stats all that stuff is great but I'm not really a stat guy. To me, basketball is one huge like comic book epic. Event. <laughs> it's like a drama. So nah, like, it, I it, love is a, the story it is a very basic com at this moment. Exactly, and I there's a lot. Yeah, and into. I love the Warriors. I was West Coast, you know, when they went and played, and then when KD left OKC to go to that, I was just like, dude, I cannot with the Warriors. And I see, like, I see everyone's like, like whole thing about letting KD, and I see where their argument. But I hate when people compare that to LeBron going yeah, to I Miami. That. I hate that. That is the worst comparison. And whoever does that needs to go back to grade <laughs> school and understand how to compare nah, things. They, they were just literally, they uh, were just really at two. They were at similar crossroads in the career, but the way they went about it was different. One, yes, LeBron did the, he did the decision. But the thing that I hate, hated the most about the KD move, which I've, I've since accepted it. You have no choice now. But it's the fact that he went to a team that not only beat him, but he went to a team that or that literally had the best record in NBA history. Him exactly. being the best scorer in the league that, to then go add to that. Like that's that's crazy. And and you know what the thing about it is? It's what I will give like the best part about it though, 
is that KD improved that team a lot. So, because I was scared he was gonna go there and not like be able to get to pull his weight, but KD is a big factor in them beating Cleveland uh, this round. Yeah, you, I mean this, last year. Well, in the yeah, I mean I feel like yeah, LeBron probably would have not probably LeBron definitely would have had a, a higher chance of winning. I feel like he exactly. probably. I don't. I don't. Want, I don't want to say he could have or would have won. It's not like you just. You just don't no. know. But he definitely. He, I don't the, think the, the chances of him winning the, winning that finals without Kevin Durant are much higher. That Cavs team was still oh, yeah. trash. And but I, the chances of him winning that. Oh yeah, of course, of course. But they and also I. I, I don't Kevin even Knox think they would have won. Right I, I, my bad. We getting blown out right now. But Kevin Knox is balling right now. He's got a season high twenty <laughs> points. I wish I could you know, see I'm recording, it, bro. recording this right now. Friday night. It's seven ten. Not Friday night. Saturday night. Seven ten. The Bucks are playing the Knicks. At the Garden, and Kevin Knox has 20 points a season high. Shout out to Kevin Knox. Nice. Yo, but, like, I don't even think that Ke- – oh, <laughs> I don't think that, like, the Cavs would even won. That's not even what I'm saying, too. I'm also saying, like, I don't think they would have lost the way they lost, too. Like, I think they would have probably gotten Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I agree. I agree. Their- yeah, because yeah, if, if yeah, maybe yeah. If, Ste- if Kevin um, KD wasn't there, they probably would have forced a game six or a game seven. Exactly. Exactly. KD just makes that team way better. Without KD, that team is way not an all-time better. great team, basically. Oh, yeah, of course. But my problem, and I agree with you, is like, why did you have to go to the Warriors, the team, your rivals, the people who have beaten you, literally stopped you from going to the, the Literally finals. just beat you. Countless at that. times. They just beat you. Yeah. Yeah. That, yeah. That was, I was just like, dude, like, to me, like, LeBron went to another team and brought with his, and went and played with not only that went to a team played with his best friend, and then brought other people on to help him reach that level. That it, it cannot be compared. Yeah, and Miami at all. Miami was not half as good as um Golden State was before LeBron got here. Exactly. Hit. Oh, he's balling tonight. Yeah, he got twenty three. He's been yo no funny. Hey. <laughs> About the time he's sitting here watching the game, he hit about a good. Five threes. I'll wait for the official stat to come over. Dude, what score? What score? Are we, are we down right now. We're down by 10. It's 115, 105. Milwaukee's up. 5 16 left in the game. But Kevin Knox is balling. Oh, what a block. He's got another one. He got a block, too. Good contest Dude, at the rim. This sound like it this sound like it's gonna go into OT oh, yeah. or something. I wouldn't I wouldn't I wouldn't get that far ahead of myself, but let's just be happy with the fact that Kevin Knox <laughs> had is having his best game of the season after struggling. <clears throat> after suffering an ankle injury earlier in the year, so it's good to see him having his confidence back and exercising nice. his shooting abilities against Dude, this, let me, this good Milwaukee Let me team. ask you a question. Let me ask you a question now. Uh, what is your take? What What do you feel like? You're a Knicks fan, right? What is What is you? What is your projection? I don't know if you said it on this on your podcast before, because I've, <laughs> but I want to know, like. Dude, I listen to your podcast. <laughs> <laughs> but I listen to only two episodes. <laughs> nah, it's all good. It's all up. But I listened to one with Brian. <laughs> that was a good one. Um, but nah, like on the real though, like what's what's your take on that? On on our on how much <laughs> oh, so how much how well do I oh whoa. They tried to injure my son. Oh, he just grabbed his knee. Hold on. Oh, Kevin Knox just went grabbed to drove to the basket, fell down, grabbed his knee. He good though. He gonna walk it off. Oh. He's walking it off. He good. Ooh. Robin Lopez wildin', son. You know what it is? Robin Lopez, not Robin. Brooke Lopez is upset that Kevin Knox blocked his shot on the Bucks' last offensive possession. So now he really went at Knox heavy. Hit him out there. I'll put money. They're about to go to the, they're about to go review it, see if it's a um, flagrant foul right now. You know, league getting softer. 
Shout out to them for that. Damn. But now nah, my my anticipation of the season for the Knicks <laughs> was just for them to come out and compete and play hard. I really didn't want us to win a lot of games this year because I wanted us to be able to get a highest draft pick as possible. But the counter to that gotcha. is the fact that the NBA, of course, the season where the Knicks can finally tank correctly, or the the season where the Knicks it would be in the Knicks' best interest to tank. The NBA is tampering and changing the uh, lottery system going into next season. So basically. How how it normally works is the the teams with three worst records, they have the highest percentage to get the uh, number one pick, and it's like based off every other team that didn't make it to the playoffs based off your record, highest to lowest, you get the lowest lottery pick going um descending from best record to to worst record, and when you get to that top three, it's random. So they those three have. The highest chances of getting a number one pick, but it's picked out of a, a like a ping pong ball type of thing, so it's random. But you still have the mm. highest chances of, of getting that number one gotcha. pick. The remaining eleven lottery teams now, like I said, it was it, it happened. It was in order. Now it's being weighted differently. Their percentage, their chances of getting a high pick is being weighted differently. So it's like you can lose a whole bunch of games and still not get a higher lottery pick next year. So and the base the reason why they did that is to combat tanking. They don't want people to tank anymore. You know they want to respect the integrity of the game and things of that nature. But it's like yeah, of course you guys will do that now. And the Knicks are in a position to or it would be in their best interest to tank because our best player isn't there anymore. But nonetheless, gotcha. I just wanted us to I, I want to be able I want us to be able to come out compete on night to night basis. I wanted David Fisdale to establish an entirely new culture there, which he's been doing a good job of. And you know we've been winning a, more games than I wanted us to, which is I guess in the grand scheme of things is a good sign. At least we know I we got some formidable young players on the team. But what really matters is how old these players will fit next to Kristaps Porzingis when he comes back next season. Mm, like that's yeah. that's really key. Wow. <laughs> now I know I just, I just said a lot, but yeah. No, no, it was it was like I like that. I, you know, I just love talking about the Knicks. It's <laughs> a real like, Knicks fan shit. I feel like every time you you ever want to yo, talk dude, about anything but time, the Knicks, even though we suck, even though we make <laughs> a lot of bad and questionable decisions as a franchise. Exactly. Every year is our right. Year. Every year is our year. Though. You know, <laughs> every year, every year is our year. That's just the New York competitive spirit. Yeah, man. So like sometimes you know like I like hearing stuff like that because I feel like you and my bro, you always put it in a good way where like. I'm like, ah, we need to win. Nah, nah, nah. <laughs> and I feel like a lot of Knicks fans are like that. And then, but then, like, you know, you're like, nah, but we really need to do is X, Y, Z. Quick question. I was always, I always wondered this. And being that you live in the San Francisco area, you could probably tell me. How does the Bay Area feel about LeBron? What's their approach to LeBron? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, no, that's an interesting thing. Like, it depends. So, like, once again, like I said, I don't like painting everyone with a broad brush. But at the same time, like, um, the thing about it is I feel like a lot of people hate LeBron. for Like, everyone hates LeBron because he's, you know, their rival. Like, Cavs is, well, you know, he's on the Lakers now. But when he was on the Cavs, that was, like, the base area rival. That was a big rivalry. Right? So, yeah. people are not going to like him for, you know, whatever reasons of, like, sportsmanship whatever but what always pissed me off is like living in the bay area and hearing people talk about lebron it's like they're like yo lebron never smiles lebron is always serious lebron and i'm like and he, he's a jerk he's an asshole and i'm like bro do y'all see steph curry 
Like, Steph Curry does <laughs> right. the same exact things LeBron did. Oh, wait. He's a light-skinned Christian boy. Oh, okay. Oh, I was God gonna... bless his heart. Oh, oh. And I'm just like, it's so crazy. Like, how it's like, in my head, it's like, like, basically, he's like, oh, like, I kind of, sometimes when I hear people say that, I'm like, yo, is it that LeBron is too black for you? You know what I mean? Um, right, and this this is this is very ironic coming from the most bluest city in the country. Exactly. But that's the thing, like, my thing about it is like I don't think people when they say those things like I don't I don't want to go out and just say like people are racist or whatever, but mm-hmm. I do believe that you have, uh, we have uh, like judgments or uh, what what's the word like certain like views like on things preconceived notions Pre- and yes stuff like preconceived that. notions that you don't even know that you're doing or unaware of right so like we, we program to think a certain way yeah yeah. And so, like, sometimes I feel like when you, most times when you hear that from people, they probably are not big basketball fans or anything like that. But, like... Mm-hmm. This is just their general opinion it, about exactly, the players that they see. Exactly, All over the news Dude, and shit. Some, okay. sometimes you even look at, like, someone pointed this out to me, and I was like, yo, even if you look at the Warriors, bro, like, just within the Warriors organization, what's his name? Green? Uh, uh, Draymond Green? Draymond? It's like, is yeah. demonized. And sometimes... Steph be doing the same stuff Draymond be doing. And well, I mean, don't get me wrong. I understand. The Steph, of course, Draymond's demonized because of his antics, right? Yeah. But the, the reason why Steph gets away with his showboating and shit like that is because he's Steph Curry. That's he's true. literally the greatest shooter of all time. He's earned the right to be able to get away with shit like and that. And that's true. I don't want to, you know what? Let me not sit here and act like, oh, it's only skin color and all that. Let, let, like, I don't want to make it seem like that. But it helped, like, when I hear stuff like that, it does make me think, like, Yo, like, bro, you hear what you're saying. You know what I mean? But, like, yeah. SoCal, you know, they love LeBron. They, like, it's like, dude, I went back to visit L.A. a couple of weeks ago, and it was just, like, LeBron fever all up in SoCal. So, you know, like, Southern <laughs> California, they're happy to have is LeBron. That, is that so? Yeah. And I think, I think... It's funny, though, because I was under the impression that the, the majority of the Kobe fans that live in SoCal didn't like the fact that LeBron was coming to Dude, the Lakers. you know what I think it is? Maybe that's true, and I can't really speak on that, but I know, like, I have a good friend who's, like, a diehard Lakers fan, like how I am a Knicks fan, and he was happy. Yeah. He was like, yo, dude, he's happy. I think they're looking at the whole picture. I feel like people in Southern California are looking at the whole picture, and they're not just seeing LeBron. They're seeing a squad, and I think that maybe that squad, they, I, I feel like they're like, yo, we're, like, I, I think... I even think they know that they may not make it to the championship this year, but they're like, "Shit, we're a contending team. We're gonna, we're we're gonna come back. Like the Kobe days are about we're, to be back, bro. That's how I feel. Yeah, not not this year, like you said, but they'll be a contender oh, in, the, in the near future. By next year, of course, of course. I, I, you know, like, would I love them to go to the finals? Yes. Do I think they're going to make it to the semifinals? I do believe the Lakers will make it to the semifinals. Maybe first round. And and also, I also think... Depending on where they land in the exactly, season-wise. Exactly. And then also, I feel like they may not make it. But I also wouldn't be shocked if they did. If you get what I'm saying. Like, like that just yeah. seems like something that would happen. But I wouldn't... But I also feel like they won't make it. <laughs> Like it's in a I mean, weird. I, I, it's, it's, it's it is it's a weird situation. Yeah, You're right. Yeah, because yeah, it's yeah. like any team of LeBron James 
it's going to have high expectations. Exactly. You know what I mean? But it's like, realistically speaking, the Lakers are not constructed to even be competitors right now. Exactly. Be um, contenders right now. The Lakers got to gotta figure out whether they want to build for long term or whether they want to win right now. Exactly. And so, if they don't make it to the semifinals, a lot of people are going to be upset. But it's like, yo, y'all, y'all don't have a team to be, y'all not good enough. If y'all don't make it to the semifinals, because y'all not good enough. Y'all don't have the right pieces to be a contender yet. So just, this, in my opinion, I feel like they should have just, this should have just been like a trial. This season should have just been like a trial run. They should have. I wouldn't even have signed those guys that they signed this year. Like I wouldn't have signed the Rondos and the Lance Stevensons. Like I understand them doing it as far as like you know, bringing that grit and that toughness into the locker room. But I feel like they should have just let this whole season be a wash. Gotcha. They should have just said fuck it. We know LeBron's coming this season. We know we can't win this season. Let's just allow him to get acclimated to City of LA. Allow him to do his media shit. We'll probably make it to the playoffs because LeBron's on the team. Exactly. But just know that this first season, we're not expecting us. And in the next three seasons, after next year, after we get a big free agent and free agency, we'll go all out, be the contenders that we want to be. But it's like the Lakers in a weird spot because they just really don't know whether or not they want to be a contender right now or if they want to just build for for the long term. And it's, it's – it's, I don't know. Exactly. I don't know how y'all, how the Lakers fans over there feel about that, but that's on that's on them. No, you know, I like could, I, could I, hear less. I feel like that's how the I feel like that's the organization, but I also feel like is thinking just like how you're thinking. But I also feel like they're in a, like it's LeBron and LeBron wants to win. Like no matter you know what I mm-hmm. mean. Like I feel like the organization is like let's build, and LeBron is there. LeBron's like, but I want to win. So like, I like maybe that's why they signed like you said, you know, signing Rondo and. And like getting that, and it's like in a way, it's like yeah, we're rebuilding, but can we still make it this year? That's how I kind of feel. Like I like I, it's interesting. Like I'm looking at the Lakers and the Knicks, and I feel like they're in the same like fucking uh like position because I also feel like the Knicks is in a place where they should really be rebuilding, and they know that, but at the same time, they're doing really good. <laughs> like you know what I mean? Like they're playing. Well, see the reason. The reason why. I would well. We're not in the same position because we don't got we don't have a superstar level. We don't have a superstar that's talent true, that's on our true. team right now. That's true. Well, K, KP's superstar talent. We don't know if he'll ever be a superstar. Exactly. But the only reason the parallels that that are exist between um that exist between New York and LA is the fact that those are the two biggest media markets in the country. Exactly. With that being said, you're never gonna be able to truly have a rebuilding period because your media markets mm. aren't gonna allow you to lose properly. Mm. You see what I'm saying? Gotcha. So it's like for the Knicks, for example. Even if the Knicks wanted to tank, they couldn't because tomorrow morning you're gonna pick up the Daily News, you're gonna pick up the New York Times, you're gonna see Knicks, you're gonna see Knicks slander blasted all over it. You see what I'm, you know what I mean? Like, like it's just, it's just, it's, it comes with, it comes with playing in the biggest media markets. That's like, true, the media is constantly running with narratives and constantly attacking your team for losing, so you can't even lose, you can't even tank properly if you really Ooh, wanted to. That's that's crazy. Yeah, that's wow. I never thought about I, like I like that you bring that perspective to it. I never looked at it like that, but like, <laughs> but like you know, but they in a, in a way they are kind of rebuilding in a sort of way. Like they can't do it the traditional way like the other teams. That's what it's sounding. But like I feel like I feel like the organizations know that they're not like they're not expecting titles this year. Like and first of all, mm-hmm. as first of all as the Knicks doing that, that's huge, bro. This is something we wanted the Knicks to do for years. You know what I mean? And they haven't <laughs> done that. Like, they should have done that. Like, you know, uh, my brother's always been like, yo, they should have waited to get Carmelo. They rushed that deal. And it's like, yo, we always. Yeah, I, I, always I always say that. I always yeah. say that. I always say that. And I, I always say that. Yeah. And so, like, in my head, I'm like, yo, we, 
we are finally taking it slow and we're 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 doing it the right way. Even though we made that big I think the biggest mistake they did was giving Tim Hardaway Jr. that much money. Why? <laughs> yeah, that was ridiculous. What 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 boggles my mind about that particular uh, deal was the fact that we traded him exactly away to bring him back for more money. <laughs> for that was more. wild to me. Like, we should never traded him in the first place. Dude, he is like New York shit, just being impulsive. Oh my gosh, he is like one of the luckiest basketball players on the fucking planet. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, that drafted to a major, like one of the best, like not the best teams, but like one of the most iconic teams in basketball. And then, like, I don't know how much he was making at that time. Gets traded and then comes back to Rookie play contract. For the same team with more money. <laughs> with way more. This gave him a $70 million four-year contract. I said, wow. He was like, hell yeah. <laughs> wow. He was like, That's regular shit, man. You could, you could just, throughout the Knicks history, you could just, it's, it's, a, it's a lineage of players oh, fleecing the organization God. over and over. I know. The good thing about that, though, is, like, he actually, like, Tim Hardaway Jr. is a good asset for the team. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, it's actually, like, and I only know this. Look, you know, it's so funny. Like I said, I barely get to watch the games. But because I get the app and I see who's, like, poor, <laughs> scoring so much, I'm like, oh, Tim Hardaway Jr. <laughs> is pretty good this week. <laughs> Well, I mean, he, he, he's balling out this year because there's no KP, so he's the first he's the first scoring option. So exactly, yeah, he, he has the opportunity to put up all the numbers that he wants. Yeah, but Tim Hardaway could ball. Don't get me wrong, he's a baller. I like him, but yeah. it's just the fact that he's not a seventy million dollar baller. I know, like he wasn't worth seventy million dollars. I know, like what the dude? That was crazy, man. They did that, man, and then did my boy Carmelo Anthony dirt. But I don't want to go down that road. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm gonna I'm gonna ignite some fire in people. <laughs> like did, did they the really end. do him dirt though? <laughs> did they really do him dirt? I, I don't know, like yo, playing with his mind and his psyche and all this like I don't know what's going on with Carmelo, man. Like Carmelo is a you know what I hate? I hate going on Facebook and seeing people talk all this shit about Carmelo Anthony and how he like I love Carmelo. Carmelo Anthony is probably one of my favorite basketball players in the league right now. I'm I'm gonna say this, huh? No, nah, I was about to say Carmelo probably one of my favorite bowlers of all time. I'm not gonna lie, dude. Exactly. Him, AR. And and the thing about it is like people be like I used to say this too. I used to be like yo Carmelo don't want no championship. Carmelo don't want no ring, dude. This man went to the Olympics and won three gold medals, bro. And I know that's easy yeah, and stuff. Yeah, but the Olympics is different. And I, I know, I know. But my, but that shows that if this man wants to win, he wants to win. Like, if he wants to put in the work, he can put in the work. He had a goal. He Listen, remember, the last time he went to the Olympics, he, went, he didn't really just go there to play basketball. He went there to go beat a world record. Remember that. True, but I mean the, the the Olympics is different. You gotta remember with the Olymp- with, with Olympic basketball, the reason why Melo is so easy for him to, to score and knock down three pointers out there is because the three point line is closer in the Olympics. Got you, got you. Well, it's closer in the Olympics. That, like he, he never really had that three point range. That's true. But then you also but here's what I, one thing I always think about: you go to the Olympics, you have a you have a potential of getting injured. Of coming back and not being relevant, like I think about stuff like that. Like I'm not even thinking about because oh, I, I I see what you're saying. I see what yeah, you're saying. Yeah, you know what I mean. I see what you're saying. So it's like, 
it's like in my head is like he didn't need to take that risk and it's of course it was going to be an easy win and an easy task i'm not even talking about his basketball skills i'm just factoring all these other things and in my head i'm like yo you had a goal and you went and set out to meet that goal and you achieved it so if you truly want to win basketball in new york you can win basketball in new york carmelo and my thing about Carmelo Anthony that just aggravates me is, like, this man does not take leadership. Like, he does not take leadership. when he Well, should... well two, two things. Two things. One, I feel like people going to the Olympics is more of, like, a pride thing than it is, like, a, uh, it's more of, like, a, a, um, a national pride gotcha. thing than it is. That's fair. You know, you're doing it for your own personal gain. Because it's, like, at the end of the day, yeah, he got three medals, but what is what is like you're an NBA player. Nobody cares about the amount of gotcha. gold medals you have. You want to see how many championships you have. And my the leadership argument, my leadership argument is this. I always said, just because a guy's a superior talent doesn't mean he has to be the leader. Now that may be a little like it may be a little unpop it may be an unpopular opinion, but it's just like, yo, some guys just aren't natural born leaders. You feel me? Like some guys just don't have that, they just don't have that characteristic. Yeah. Just because I scored the most points, why do I? That doesn't mean I have to be the leader. Well, what if there's somebody else on the team who's a better leader than I am? Yeah, but my thing about it is like you're the most experienced. Sometimes, dude, you have to be like, like how can you choose not to be the leader? If you get on fire, then everyone else gets on fire. <laughs> if you give it the right talk, like really, <laughs> Listen, if you were, if you were, if you were the leader and. You were winning games? Okay, then I get it. <laughs> but someone got to step up, bro. It's you. <laughs> you ain't winning games, dude. That's facts, though. <laughs> like, you the most experienced, bro. Everyone's looking to you for the help, bro. Yo, K- Yo Christoph Brzezikis could be the leader. He can run that team. That man worships Carmelo, bro. Like when they were like when they were oh, talking about like all this stuff with him and uh is it was it Phil Jackson? Who used to run the what, Knicks again? When they're talking about what? Uh it was Phil Jackson who was running the Knicks, right? The- At the time when we when uh the, the most recent prior to this um era? Yeah, 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 yeah. Prior to this yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Phil Jackson. Prior to Steve Mills and uh Scott Perry, it was it was uh Phil Jackson. And then Phil Jackson when he went you remember they were having that tension, Carmelo and him? And it's like yeah, maybe, Carmelo. I don't, I don't think Phil Jackson was ever fond of Melo. I don't know what his problem was with Carmelo, dude. I think you know what's crazy though. I think black people found out about Phil Jackson during the Knicks era. It's like, <laughs> like wait, can you really like black people? <laughs> wait, wait, like, wait. I mean, but he we we. That's not his first time around black people. He played with black players. He's coached black players, worked with black people. He worked black people. He coached black people. Yeah, why would he (laughs) dribble? (laughs) (laughs) Wait, how would would Phil Jackson find time to be racist? Dude, I'm not saying he's racist, but there's there's been things, people, if you look up Phil Jackson, uh, like, Google Phil Jackson and like race or something. Phil Jackson has said stuff that just you'd be like, whoa, that is like a 60s mentality, bro. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and like, uh, like, I'll, like, I don't want to call him racist or anything. I don't think he is, but like, at the same time, he says some stuff that's just like an old way of thinking. You, you know, like when your parents say something and they're like, you're like, whoa, 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 whoa. 
what? <laughs> right. <laughs> like, right. Like, going going back on my going back on my on my initial my earlier comment of um not having people over sixty in in public office. Exactly. Exactly. Um, what was that shit? I don't remember, but he said something, and then he also just didn't like. You know what I really think Phil Jackson didn't like. I think what it was, he didn't like that whole like gangster quote unquote attitude. I gotta look this up. I know he said something. Oh, that was crazy. Well, I mean, honestly, I'm not gonna. I can't put it past. I can't put it past any white man that was growing up in the in the '60s, '70s to say some wild shit. So I now I remember. I, I'll take your word for it. But I will also. I'm, I'm. I am gonna look it up when we get off. The, when we get off this yeah, conversation. I think, we end this conversation. I, I will look into that. You should. It, now I remember. It was about LeBron and like James called his partners a posse. And it was like, oh this, yeah, I remember that. Yeah, yeah, it was that. That was it. But like, you, it started making me question. I forgot the actual quote, but he did call his his him and his friends a posse, exactly. some shit like that. And your mom and, and your posse want to spend an extra night in Cleveland, and then like, yeah, so like that, like it was just like I don't even like it's not just racist, but it's just like this negative attitude that you may have. A lot, of, a lot of tasteless, a lot of tasteless shit. Exactly. It was very tasteless. So like. My like like him drafting Franklin Nikita over Dennis Smith Jr. Just tasteless. Exactly. It's like, what are you doing? Like, and and then you know we have Dolan. It's just like, oh my gosh. And then like, but K, but the whole thing what I was saying is that KP, you know, stood up for when he they were having that tension. Like Casey was like, oh, don't trade Carmelo. I want to play with him and all this stuff. Um, KP is like one of the few people I follow on Twitter. So. <laughs> I don't follow a lot of people. I only follow, dude. I only follow Kanye. When it comes to celebrity, Kanye, Kim, Justin Bieber, and KP. <laughs> nah, I never, I never follow well, on Twitter. I forgot who. I'm honestly, I don't remember who I follow on Twitter. I probably do follow a few celebrities, but on Instagram, I'm also on Instagram. Yeah, I don't follow any celebrities on Instagram. I don't, I don't, I don't got time to be feeling insecure <laughs> about my life, dude. That's why. But if I do want to, if I want to, if I want to go check out something real quick, I'm. I'm <laughs> I use it as a reference. I use their page as a reference to go look at something if somebody if it's trending or some shit. But I'm not about to have them on my regular time. Like <laughs> I'm, I'm very like my, my Twitter is curated, dude. It is hard for me to like get news into my Twitter. It's all art, Knicks, and um and basically music and pop culture. And it's like very funny, dude. I, I, I just be dying on laughter on Twitter. If anything negative comes in, I just ignore it. but yeah dude uh living in here you know living in uh the bay area it's hard man it's hard being a knicks fan in in the bay area and like you know i used to well i mean you guys do have you guys do have the biggest franchise in the league right now so you are i hate it you you are the minority i am a quick question i also i also wondered how well you were in the bay when kd first pulled up no, uh, yeah, actually. But you, but you, were you living in California at the I time? Was, I think I was living in California. I just don't remember. I probably was in the transition. But yeah, I was like, I think I was living up here when KD like first started and everything. Dude, it was like literally going out nights. We would go out like you know for my work team. We would go out for like happy hours, and we like our like our favorite spot to go would just be full because it was the finals and everyone wanted to watch it. It was hard, dude. And I literally was cheering on uh, uh, the Cleveland. I was like, go Cleveland. And people literally went, boo, fuck you, man. I'm like, 
And I remember so they might they might have snapped on you. Exactly, dude. I then I was here again, watching the finals, and I was just like, oh, dude, it's SF. It's crazy. And the police, like people were like getting crazy, and the police wouldn't do anything. It was so like the police in SF. I swear they all are high. <laughs> they don't do shit. <laughs> I was just like, dude, look what these people are doing. They're stopping cars. And the guy's like, go home. I was like, what? <laughs> I was like, no, New York people had nights to tell. <laughs> Ready. <laughs> like, just go. Yo, you know what I realized? You know what I realized about the cops? It's funny you brought the cops up. You know what I realized about the New York cops? What? I feel like the reason why New York cops are so aggressive is because, like, they're New York cops. Just think about it. Like, how how would New York cops be able to police us if they weren't as aggressive as us? Mm, now, nah, don't get me wrong. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not. What you call it? I'm not advocating for any of the like police brutality shit like that's going on, of course. But I'm just saying, like, the encounters I had with police walking afterwards, I'm just like, damn, no funny shit. There was no way, other way for him to handle that situation because, by way of just just by my my New York nature, I'm an aggressive nigga. Nah, I t- I see what you're saying. Like, even even the least aggressive person, even the least aggressive person in New York is very aggressive. I see what so you're saying. Like, damn. I see what you say. Like it's more like, yo, New York cops are, like, and like they're New like, Yorkers. They got They're New Yorkers, and they like, yo, and like shit. Like I can go help this person, and it could be one way, and instantly it could be another way. What I will say about New York cops, though. About NYPD, I feel like they like first of all they're on the high stage, and usually it's like the problem is one of those things where I feel like it's not even a problem. I feel like whoever is running the police department, it trickles down, and it trickles down good and well. So if you have a good commissioner, you're gonna get better police in New York. If you have a bad commissioner, you're gonna get bad police in New York. That's how I feel, and I and I also don't want to talk. Like, make it seem like it's not bad and whatever. NYPD not bad. But, like, what was the last time you heard about an NYPD, like, shooting, like, a black random person? Unless I haven't heard any stories. But, like, most I'm times... i think. But I feel like the only reason I'm not going to say I haven't heard about it in a while is because even if I haven't heard about it in a while, it's probably it doesn't mean it hasn't happened. Exactly. I want to say mean? that. The majority of the stories, the majority of stories that we see on the news are just, like... Exactly. A dime does, you know what I mean? It just it just so happened that that one made it to the news. There's a lot of shit that goes on no, you're right. across the country, across the world that you just don't ever. It just goes under falls under the radar. It, you're it right falls under the radar. Um, and that's the thing. I don't want to like make excuses at all and say no, 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 no. I'm not saying whatever. But what I am saying is like I agree with you. Is like, dude, so much shit happens in New York that like. Sometimes even when I see stuff, I'm like, dude, I can't even know if that person's innocent or not. <laughs> and I know I shouldn't matter, but right. like, this is fucking New York. That person could really be doing some bad shit. <laughs> you know right. what I'm trying to say? Whereas somewhere else, I'm just like, nah, dude, that was you. I'm like, opposite. Stop. You are. And that happens a lot in New York, too. And But I see where you're coming from. Like, I see it's. I feel like it's a dangerous topic to touch on, but like, I see where you're coming from. It's like, dude, you gotta be on your like your your nerves, your pins and needles all the time, especially because it's New York City. <laughs> Shit mm-hmm. is crazy. <laughs> it's a high that's a fact. Yeah, dude. But also maybe that's why you gotta be the best of the best to handle those situations like, yo, listen, it's high intensity, but I can still operate like a human being, you know what I mean? So I don't know. 
that's a, I never thought about that before. Well, listen, when you sign up for the job, you know what you're signing up for, so you got to be prepared to exactly. to handle yourself accordingly. Exactly. That's Wait, true. so let me get some sure you have have you yet have you been to a Warriors game or a Lakers game as yet or Clippers game? Nah. Nah, I haven't been to any basketball games out here. I need to go. I would like to go to a Lakers game. Um, I will never go to a Warriors game unless it's the Knicks, but it's hella expensive. Yeah, Warriors tickets are crazy. Uh, you can you can you could just get your uh, little yeah. hundred dollar a month pass. You pull up, yeah. You could really? get your hundred dollars a month. It's because hundred dollars a month, and you can go to the arena and watch the game and eat food, but you can't go inside the arena. Like you can't go inside the whole. Um, uh, you can't go inside the uh, like the actual. And sit down like with the fans and shit like that. But there's like a little viewing section, Got you. so you can feel the ambiance of the arena, but not actually be at the game. Yeah, but I'm gonna wait till they actually move the arena to my city because the city right now it's in Oakland, so that's a bit of a yeah. Trip. I heard, I heard <laughs> that yeah, they're supposed to make it. Supposed to be, when is it opening next year? Next season? I think, I think it's, it's next season. season they're trying dude, to use it to, to to keep so, KD. They're trying to use that to lure him to stay. Yo, what? guess what? That's my biggest fear is that stadium because I don't live that far from it. So now I have to see Warrior fans all the fucking time. Okay. <laughs> I'm like, no, 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 no. It's crazy though because no, y'all stay over. It's funny what I realized with the garden is that, yeah. The majority of the fans that be at Knicks games, I always wondered. I'm like, yo, why do we suck? And why do people continue to buy um, tickets to Knicks games? But what I realized is when I went to the Garden, a lot of the people that are at Knicks games are tourists. Like, that, yeah, these really? are people who are like in this in New York for the time being or for however long they're there. <laughs> oh, I'm weak. That's funny. Get a room. They're in New York for the time being or however long they're there. And, you know, I'm in New York this week. Why not go to a Knicks game? It's the world's most famous arena. And they go to a Knicks game. Wow, that makes and sense. It's like, oh, no wonder. Because I hope, I hope a New York wouldn't be dumb enough to still have season tickets, even though the, the team is not really good or making any progress to be good. Dude, I don't know, man. If you're loyal, I don't know. I think there's some loyal people. Because, dude, one time I went to a Knicks game and it was nothing but suits there, just like people from yeah. Wall that's Street, that's but those whatever, those are corporate tickets. There. Those are tickets that Mass Square Garden is giving away to their to their little to their friends gotcha. and shit like that. Yeah. To the companies that they gotcha, cool with, because gotcha, gotcha. look, because the biggest the, the yeah. sponsor from MSG is uh is Chase. You got to keep that in mind. Yeah, they they don't own they don't own Mass. No, they don't. They just they sponsor, sponsor it. Yeah. Which I really want. I want to I want to know how much money they pay in Mass Square Garden to get that sponsorship. Word, because in my head I was like the day because I thought they owned it, and then when I thought they owned it, they were like, "Yo, we can't change the name on it, so we'll just say sponsored by." <laughs> That's what I thought was going on, but it's not, right? Wait, would you explain that again? You said the day they said they own it. Who owns what? No, I thought Chase bought Madison Oh, no, 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 no. But because the name was so big and it's such a thing in New York, they didn't change the name. No, no, they didn't They didn't buy it. They just sponsored Madison Square. They're just an eight sponsor, I should say. Yeah. Dude, I don't like big corporations in New Why York, Why not? Bro. I don't know. It feels weird. Like Amazon going to New York, that's weird. What's bro. what's weird about it? Is it the <laughs> fact that Amazon or New York this isn't the type of city that an Amazon would normally go to? In my opinion, it it just seems yeah. it seems right for what Amazon's trying to like when I say it seems right, if you're the biggest and the richest company in the, in America, of course you would try to find some real estate in New York. 
You know what I mean? Like, that's how I look at it. Like, it yeah. makes sense to me why Amazon would want to come to New York, why they would want to go to Long Island City out of all towns at that, too. An up-and-coming city well, that's not too far from this, the main city in New York. Well, here's, here, here's my thing. That's them. You're about to bring 55,000 new jobs. Okay, some of those jobs may go to the people in the neighborhood. But, my dude, y'all trade systems suck. <laughs> no, like, MTA is trash. Like, the MTA, dude, I was watching a New York Times special on YouTube. I did not know that the same amount of trains that New York had in in the 70s is the same amount of trains that y'all have now. Well, I mean, they can't really make any, they, it wouldn't <laughs> make sense to get more trains because there would just be more train traffic, and there's already train traffic, unless... Well, that's the... Th- no, but there's train traffic because there's more people and not enough trains. <laughs> you sure? Yes. Wait, what? How if how you, does that make sense? If you listen, listen, there's not enough. Tra- First of all, I don't know why there's train traffic. <laughs> exactly. That's not what I'm saying. But if you have more trains running, yeah. right? That means more time. That means more people. You're what? This makes sense though. More people move into your city, you increase the amount of trains. But nah, but 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 there's, can't run. there's a finite amount of track space or track. You can't just put more. That's more the, true. What you would have to do but, is is shorten or break up. Like for example, if there's eight carts in the train right now or ten carts in the train, cut that in half. No, have shorter have shorter you, um think, trains, or less carts on a, on I a particular that, train. But then, no, less people will be able to get on that train and. Then, but what if you have more run times? But if you have more trains, more run times, right? People can get on. Fa- Maybe I'm thinking about this wrong. I, I need. I, I, you know, what? I'm not gonna talk on this. One. <laughs> <laughs> I, I plead the fifth. I'm not the nah, person. No, I just, talk I just feel like because I, I see where you're coming from, and I understand like track time, but like at the same time, there's like certain trains where like I can see where that's a problem, but there's so, certain trains where there's such a long wait. Between when one train come and the right. second train Imagine come, doing that at 12 that o'clock at night. You can add a whole nother extra train, and that's more service. Like, there's more people and the same amount of service. There's not more service, if you get what I'm trying to say. You said there's more people but less service and more service? Or the same same amount of service. Yeah, so like... The, like, remember, people are always coming in the subway, right? Constantly. So, like, if people are going in and you had a train at one thirty, and then the next train is at 2 o'clock, why not add a train that runs at one fifteen? Because if you add a train that runs at... Well, that's different. You said 1 o'clock and 2? Between, no, one thirty and 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 Oh, one thirty and 2 o'clock. Well, yeah. I mean, if you add a train at one fifteen. Well, even if you add a train at one forty five, that's still a lot more traffic in the in on the track. So that's it's just true. Like, but everybody's guess gonna what? be even later. You have but you have more people but here's the thing. You have more trains. You have more people getting on trains. That means trains are running on time and you don't have to worry about um like having that much train uh th- you know the train because remember these are high security things. So like you, you, you basically would have them, okay, you come in, you pick up a certain amount of people. You come in, you pick up a certain amount of people. You come in, you pick up a certain amount of people. Now, you don't have to wait 
a whole thing and then try to shove people all into one freaking so, train and then try to shove people into another being pre- pre- so like you so train. basically at that point like but going back tomorrow oh he traveled but we got that and, it's, it's good we home and and just to put this just to give some content or to put this this, this is without delays because a lot of things factor into delays like a track fire someone whatever Sick passenger shit like but, that exactly but if let's just say we had a perfect day, no delays whatsoever, I don't think adding an extra train will like cause train traffic. Oh no, I I I feel or like maybe it I does. Feel like, or maybe right, it does. My thing is, it's gonna bound to add more train traffic over the train that there's only is a there's not an infinite amount of train track train length period track length period. There's only a certain amount of miles gotcha. on the on underground. So it's like if you add more trains, it's gonna take up more space gonna be trains not gonna be able to run as fast because there's more trains on the track and there's already train traffic as is now so it's just like i feel like there's really no real solution to the to the mta situation unless like unless like i saw i remember i watched the video where it was like these buses over like these these it was type of it was type of bus that like rode over everybody that like it hovered over everybody if it makes sense like the reels for the bus were on either side of the street and it was kind of like a nice. think of a double decker bus, but there's no first deck. <laughs> like nice. it's literally That's just the, the top deck hovering over everybody, and the wheels of the bus are like on, like I said, either side of the street. So people would just be waiting at the bus stop. The bus comes, you walk up on top of shit, and then while the regular traffic is going on, like reg- the regular cars are hustling and bustling under the bus, it's like a over, it's like a it's pretty much a moving overpass. Oh, look, Giannis over overcompensating and make sure he doesn't travel now because they called to travel with him. That was two steps. That was valid. Let's score. Oh, actually, it's a close game. He was right. It's 124 to 121. 37 seconds left in the game. Milwaukee's Shoot. Milwaukee. Milwaukee's up right now. Emmanuel Moody had the ball. At the, uh, he got fouled. He had the ball on the left wing. They called the timeout. We're going to draw something up and come back at it. But, yeah, I, I definitely do want to take a visit. I definitely do want to come to the West Coast and... and and go to a couple of Laker games and dude, talk to some people out there. You, oh, dude, you would love it, bro. I love L.A., though. Like, I love SoCal so much. I never thought I would, but, dude, you would love it, bro. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, it's crazy. I remember, I know I know you're a big comic comic book stand. I just have to say it. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Rest in, on, on, on your behalf, for you, rest in peace. My yeah. condolences to Stan Lee. A very a comic yeah. book legend. How do you feel about how do you feel about the um the character that his daughter said or his daughter alleged that he made Dirt Man or something like that? How do you feel about uh, the idea of Dirt Man? What? You never heard of that? I never heard of that. No. His daughter <laughs> said that him and her, her yeah. and him worked on a Superman together. Not a Superman, a superhero together in the last superhero before he passed, and his, the name of the superhero is Dirt Man. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you know. I don't believe that. I think that that's fake, that's fake news. <laughs> Damn, see, now you you don't even know what to believe anymore nowadays. Dude, dude, where did you read that? <laughs> Yo, everybody's been talking about it. Everybody's been talking about oh, it. Oh, who's everybody? Everyone retweeting some bullshit on Facebook. <laughs> no, nah, that's that's see that's that's the thing. Everybody got everybody got a voice. Everybody can create any type dude. of news that they want. <laughs> See, now it's I don't even so know what to believe crazy. now, because now you're saying that Dirt Man doesn't exist. I don't know. And I was under, I was under the impression Dude, that it exists. There's exist. no such thing as Dirt Man. <laughs> <laughs> there's, there's a guy named Mud. I think there's a kid named Mud Boy that Mud I Boy. know of. But, yeah, that, but Stan Lee oh! doesn't make him. But... 
Tell me we, we can't Oh, yeah, they tied it. They tied it. He just tied it with a three-pointer. It's 124, 124, 24 seconds left in the game. Nice, dude. He came off a screen, pulled up for a three-point from the left wing, drained it. Okay. So, so pull, this is on the Guardian. You said what? No. Oh, this is a real story. Like. Bro, I'm, what are you talking? Oh, you read, oh, you reading it. You are researching it. Oh, I'm like, what yeah, are you talking about? <laughs> yeah. Nah, I told you. I know I'm not bugging. Everybody's been talking about it. I'm surprised you haven't heard about it. Dude, listen, I don't believe that. I, I'm going to be honest. I really think that the daughter was delusional. <laughs> 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 like, I don't know, dude. That just sounds weird. Like, he was working on a super before he died dirt, man. And it's like she told TMZ, try to get Stanley to do a character with my entire life. Or maybe they were going to work on it. Maybe they were. And, like, she came up with this idea. He was like, you know what? It's a really bad idea, but... I'm gonna go anyway. Let me help um, you. So you said, according <laughs> to you, you said, correct me if I'm wrong. If I heard wrong, she wanted to create a character with yeah. her father her whole life. Yeah, that's what it says. It says try to get character. She's been trying to get Stan to do a character with me my entire mm. life. You've been working on a character called Dirtman. This is little, ain't that that last little angel we got talked away is called Dirtman. She said. I said, Daddy, please, no clatter, no steal, no any of that. Let's just get down and dirty. Let's do dirt, man. Very interesting. Let's get down and dirty, no yeah. clatter, no steal. It's funny. You know what's so funny? It's, that was the next words that came up. It is very interesting. <laughs> <laughs> no, that is very interesting. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm not... I'm not well, I never kept up with comics. I'll go watch superhero movies, so... Yeah. But yeah, I wouldn't... Dude. But like I said, I'm not really going to go see Dirt Man, though. I'm not. I don't sound... It doesn't sound... No, no. That doesn't no, sound enticing. No, it's crazy. It's funny because I'm glad you brought up cop, dude. Dude, you know I love comics, mm-hmm. bro. Uh, I, dude, I, I like it. Didn't hit me till I was out here. I was like, yo, dude, comic, like comics is my life, bro. <laughs> like, like I would, like I was slaying comics on the. the <laughs> I would sell comics like it's drugs, bro. That's it. <laughs> Yo, get your Spider-Mans here, bro. Get your Spider-Mans. <laughs> Yo, you know? But, yeah, dude, oh, like... had no overtime. Dude. You was, you was right. What? I must say, you was right. I'm surprised. Yeah, man. It was, four, it, was, it was four minutes... It was five minutes and four seconds left, and we were down by, like, a good... Yo, the way you were talking about Knox, I was like, yo, I don't see why not, bro. Yeah, you about to... You about, of course, you're about to win another game uh, against a good team that you probably shouldn't win. But, nonetheless, I'm happy because <sighs> I know... That these young players are good enough to be able to compete in this Eastern Conference, as exactly. long as they can, as, I'm about as long to as they give can you... compliment KP when he comes back, I'm satisfied. Yo, I'm gonna, I'm gonna give you a hot take right now. The finals is gonna be Knicks Lakers. Right, he's he's drunk. <laughs> he's drunk. There's like, there's no need. To, there's no, no funny. Why would you even? Why would you even want that right now? <laughs> Bruh, 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 <laughs> bruh, bruh. <laughs> nah, I'm joking. It's not gonna be Lakers. Lakers, but I hope that will be at some point. That would be that would be cool. The NBA would love that. They're two yeah. biggest media markets in the finals. That's a lot of revenue for the league. Yeah, the two biggest markets. That's yeah. a lot of revenue. They'd love that. They really would. Which I don't understand why. I love they it. haven't. Why? Or hopefully they do. But why they haven't fixed the draft yet so that we can get the number one pick, man? Like we the only team. That's missing from that puzzle, that big media market puzzle. Like, come on, son. Just the Knicks are good. If the Knicks are good, the league is good. 
That's true. That's true. Wow. That's deep. <laughs> <laughs> just, I mean, That's so just, true. Man, we, just, we just happen to be. We just happen to live in the biggest market. It is what it is. Comes with the territory. But yeah, man. Um, but not, nah, dude. Yeah, like Stanley passing was so sad, but at the same time, it was kind of like a celebration because, like, dude, think about it. This man lived his whole life and did what he loved. His he was ninety five. Like he literally was drawing. He started doing comics before. He started. He was literally drawing the comics for the for the um the publication that he was working for. Like, he exactly. he really he he saw so, his he saw his idea go from that stage to now being a multi million dollar movie industry. Not that it's even about the money for him, because yeah. at that point he probably didn't even care about the money. It was just like, oh, I just so happened to create something that's now being broadcasted on on in theaters. Like people are paying to go watch my comics being acted out live. Yeah, Not live, and now that's you, the you know best I mean. part. Yeah, and like he had this, like you know, there was a couple quotes some people sent to me. They're like, you know, and I even watched in a video. He was like, you know, sometimes I felt bad that I, I I was an entertainer, but he was like, entertainment is the most important thing. You know, it's one of, the, and he he was dude, like he pioneered that, bro, and like yeah, he made these comics, and from that we we get these major blockbusters. Mm-hmm. You know, it's amazing, dude. Um, but yeah, dude. Um, yeah, comics is a very interesting space right now, man. Why do you say that? Uh, I don't know. I've been, like, doing a lot of talking here with, like, people and stuff like that. But, like, it's a good time. First of all, I would say it's a great time to be a comic book artist or just to be a comic book, like, creator, I should say. Um, It's easy. We have Instagram. We have all that. Um, I just feel like my thing, and I'm hoping, is, like, you know, I wish there was more of, like, a diverse voice and more of a black voice in comics. Um, and it's funny because I never thought I would say that. I always to be like, nah, 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 like, I never want to make creator, like, I don't want to have to, like, make black characters, but whatever, but, like, in my head, I'm like, it's not about, I don't, I don't want, like, people to make black characters. Mm-hmm. I just want people to be a black voice. That's a huge yeah. difference. You, you get what I'm saying? saying? Like, like, a lot of people, they want to be, like, Oh, I want to make black superheroes. Blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, no, dude. I want to tell a black voice in comics and what does that look like. So that may be a superhero. That may be doing a real life, a slice of life comic or something, you know? Like, just figuring out how to tell good stories, but like, realistically, with black people. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? But like, like, I always get turned off sometimes when people are like, this is my black superhero. Blah, blah. And it's like, are you trying to sell me your book because it's a black person? Because I feel kind of weird. <laughs> <laughs> like, that makes me feel weird. Like, yeah, I should support you because it's a black hero. And I'm like, no, I want the hero to be black and cool. I don't know if you're a big anime guy. I don't know if you even consider anime comics. But oh, um, but yeah, Lakeith yeah. Stanfield is yeah, Lake, Lake making his own, his new, um, his own anime soon. Yeah, Him and, um, dude, Flying like, Lotus. yeah, that to me, like, that's what I like. Like, Flalo, like, those guys, they're very, like, inspired by the mm-hmm. art, and they're like, I'm gonna do this, I'm gonna tell the story. They're not making like their selling point is not because it's black, they're selling it because it's a diverse story that's cool. You get yeah, what I'm trying like- to say. Similar what? to the idea of Boonox in the sense that, well, Boonox is black, but at the same time, 
it was it's not the fact that like it's not the fact that yo it's, they we creating a black character or black cartoons for black people. It's just we're just telling we're just sharing the black experience from a card from an black from an experience exactly exactly like they weren't trying to be like oh we're like these black characters are just yeah like they're not trying to. So it's it's like it's a lot more natural. It's, then you approach something different when you're not trying to like fill a void. You know what I mean? Like exactly when you're doing something just because like, it's something you, that you really want to do, or you just genuinely want to share a story or perspective, or it's just something that you love to do. It won't come across as yeah. forced or, or anything like that. And that's why Boondocks was successful because, like I said, you it was just sharing the black experience in America in an animated way. Exactly. And it just so happened to like, be that funny. Yo, and people want people want that. People just want a like. Listen, people want diversity, no matter what they say. People love it. I think we're we're in a place where like, you know, like it's been written that um I think it was the New York Times said that more than ever like there are more di- people minorities in lead roles on TV than there are like white mm-hmm. straight males, and and I think like yo, it's a great time to be who you are, and I just feel like it. The comic book industry, personally, I feel like the that voice is not there, and we're still behind on it. There are a lot of great like black characters, but though most of the time it's not black people writing them. <laughs> you know yeah. what I mean? And 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 the and then um, and when you do sometimes, it, it's it's a very weird space right now to be like I. Like I feel like just like how they used we used to hear I used to hear like the church is still segregated it's like America desegregated but the church is one of the most segregated places mm-hmm. in America it's like yeah comic books is like one of those places like it's like we've come a long way but like there's some stuff that we gotta change and I personally think like you need to find people who are great at what they do and give them a chance to do stuff and I'm not. Like, but it, it like it gets very complicated because you have like the big two and then you have the independents and then you have you you have self publishing mm-hmm. so there's like very different spectrums of all this stuff but like just like I'm not even talking about the big two I'm just talking more like in, image comics uh and um like more like the smaller thing and I maybe it's really just image comics and like yo know, I think they could go out and just find you know, a, more of a voice out there. Um, but, but still, it's, but the, the good part, that's me down in comics, but like the good part about comics right now is like some of the best comics are out now, you know, like, um, like there's a lot of good stuff that's just coming out and like, um, one of my favorite comics, they're going to make a Netflix show um, for it next year. It's called Umbrella Academy mm-hmm. and it's written by the lead singer of My Chemical Romance. And um, it's so good, man. Like I read the first one and the second one. They were just like they're like my favorite comics. I, I used to say they used to be one of my favorite comics. They're probably my favorite comics of all time. Um, and it's so great. I, I'm excited for the Netflix show because like I feel like then more people are gonna be like, oh, where did this come from? I gotta read the comic. And I feel like it's a comic that has been underrated for so mm-hmm. many years. Only like a select few. Um, but yeah, it's like, and they just started republishing. It was, I think it was about, about 10 years now that the comic came out. And so like, they just started putting out, like we've been demanding more issues and we've putting out some new stuff. I'm reading this other comic called Beast of Burden. It's about these dogs that like, 
cast magic and like deal with spirituality Wait, and it's so good dude y'all these dogs these, huh? I, nah, <laughs> explain that to me Yo, these dogs basically they just live in a land and supernatural stuff happens and then they're like, I'm gonna cast a spell. <laughs> <laughs> it's like crazy and it's really, really good. It's by Dark Horse. And I know, like, maybe some people are listening to this, they're like, Magic! How dare you? <laughs> those, are the, those are the same people who went and watched okay. Harry Potter. But uh <laughs> Uh, but and you know who you got, y'all know what I'm talking about. You know who I'm talking to. But like, yeah, dude, it's pretty cool, man. It's like, and the dogs they talk to each other and whatnot, and it's pretty cool. And it's like beautifully, like even if you never read the comic, you could just look through it. It's so gorgeously painted. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then uh, right now, I think the best Hulk book is out right now. I wrote an article about that, uh, and about like how. Like, we've never experienced an incredible Hulk like this is. And if you're a Hulk fan like me, I'm like, that's my number one superhero is the yeah. Hulk. And I'm just like, yo, dude, such a good book. Like, Hulk, it's like changed it. Like, Hulk comes out at night. So when the night goes down, he comes out and he's just like, so, just a G. Just a G, bro. <laughs> he's not, he's not like, he's not smart and he's also not dumb. He's not like Hulk smash. He's like, Yo, why did you do X, Y, Z? And then he's like, "Okay, I'll snap you in half." <laughs> so he's a little, so he's a little more reasonable. It paints him in a more reasonable light. Yeah, he's he's a little more reasonable. He's a little more like, "Yo, I don't know who you think I am. Like, I'm not Bruce Banner, bro. This is like, I'm literally the Hulk, bro. Like, I will kill you if I have to, bro. But I'm gonna chill. Like." It's really, it is very weird because people have always written the Hulk in either two forms. He's either super smart or he's super dumb. And this is probably, this is this no, is the most generous they've been to either side in writing him. Yeah, yeah. The most balanced yeah, version of the Hulk like, that they've ever written. Exactly. Like, so he's like, dude, this guy, oh, I can't even tell you, like. I just read the last comic and I was like, holy shit. <laughs> I was like, wow, dude. But yeah, man, I love reading comics. I love manga. I read some manga. I also watch anime because uh, I'm supposed to write for it. Um, do some articles on that stuff. Um, but yeah, man. Where, where, can, where can they find your blog if they want to read up on, um, on, on these topics? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so... Uh, man, my blog. I don't really put that out there, but if they want to find me, wait. So how do you how do you speak, how, how do Damien, people how do you people normally read your things? You just write about them for you and keep it for yourself. Oh, okay. So okay. So let's let's make this clear. I make comics. The guy on talking oh, okay. right now is making. See when you I see when you said you write. I was thinking you're writing about like you're, you're giving a commentary to the comics that you. Got ah, you. Nah, 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 nah. So okay. So 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 I myself make comics. I myself also write about them, but I don't really put my writings about them out like that. It's kind of like if you find it, you find and it. And what, ab- what about what about stuff. the comics that you actually do write? Are those for sale? I, the ones I write and make, I do put those out, and I can share that. So, like, basically, my Instagram is at Damianism, which is D-A-M-I-A-N-I-S-M. Um, there you'll find like my work and then I don't have the, I'll have a link up like by tomorrow on my website. And then on my website is D A M E R O W E works, W O R K S.com. 
and there you can read my journals. Like I literally have a thing that says journals. <laughs> you can't miss it. <laughs> and um, there, yeah, you can't miss it. And it's a medium page, and my medium page is like medium.com slash at Dame Row, but and like there I talk about like a couple of entertainment stuff, like the Immortal Hulk. I talked about ten years of Kanye. Uh, Riverdale, Samurai Jack, the last season, mm-hmm. you know. Um, like Interesting, you brought it up. Let's be. I, I, I kind of want to end on that because I know that you are a big Kanye fan, and I actually never got to get yeah. hear your opinion or your take on the whole Kanye fiasco that's been taking place the entire year. Not just the Trump situation, or not not just one thing in particular, but everything, everything, everything that's transpired over the past year. What's your take on it? And how do you? Yeah. How does it make you feel towards Kanye? Does that does does the things that transpired does that cause you to you know look at him differently or or feel any differently about him and his music? Yeah. Um. The the thing with Kanye, so this is gonna be hard because like I think a lot of people who are listening they may know like yo Damien's a hardcore Kanye fan so he's defending him, and I'm not. My first thing is that I love Kanye no matter what. Number one rapper to me, number one artist, number one musician, every other song that I've ever known or whatever probably came somehow from mm-hmm. Kanye. My thing about Kanye is two things that I'm going to say. is One is that Kanye has been the same person that he is now that he was when I first saw him. From the moment he said George Bush like black Bro, he just... <laughs> hate or hate black people. He didn't yeah. say love black people, hate black people. The difference between those two Kanye's is the message. Kanye has been 100. Any person that talks about Kanye, Dave Chappelle, Jay-Z, all those people, they all say the same thing. That's Kanye. He's always been that way. So in my head, I respect Kanye for being that way, for not changing, to always speak his mind. But I don't agree with his message. And I don't agree with what he said and I thought like especially at that time it was such a dangerous time because it was before the mm-hmm. midterms I'm like bro you need to shut up you you can affect some major change bro so that's my problem the second thing about Kanye is his music is that one thing I love about Kanye music whether you hate an album or love an album Kanye is one of the few musicians that you can look at his album and be like I know this Kanye, and you can tell Kanye's life story just by looking at the album, if you listen to it. So, you can tell the first album, dude drops out of college, make, like, second album. Okay, he's trying to figure this this whole thing out, like, you know, he's, like, got successful after his first album, whatever, whatever. His third album, mom passed away, girlfriend left him, he's sad. Fourth album. You still dealing with this. Like, he's still dealing with this whole thing of his mob, whatever, this dark, twisted fantasy. This next album, Yeezus, you can tell that this guy is like, yeah, he's dealing with all that, but he wants to get back to his roots. He wants to be raw. He wants to do something, shake things up. With Pablo, you can see that now he's in a place. He's lost himself. And guess what? He's trying to find his way back. And not only that, he's trying to navigate the fashion world. And then this one... You can tell he's dealing with, like, okay, I've said stuff. I don't know who I am. I'm dealing with my bipolar. You always can tell Kanye's life just from looking at an album, dude. And that, to me, is talent, bro. You may not like the song. You may not like the music. 
but you cannot take away from that fact that that album defined a period in time. People are going to look back and say, you know what, in 20... Someone said this, that someone will look back to 2013, and when they talk about Yeezus, they will say, even if I hated or loved it, this was the most talked about album of the year. And that's my stuff. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, I mean, that makes sense, though. That makes sense, because, like you said, one thing I definitely yeah. do agree with is Kanye has never changed from... The Kanye that we were introduced to back in the early 2000s has been pretty much been the same Kanye now. He just, like you said, mm-hmm. he just has a completely different view on the world than everybody else does. Well, not everybody else, but then we do. And he, he just, he just, he's aligning yeah. himself with something that we just don't agree with. And it's like, at the end of the day, despite that, going back to, I guess, wrapping the whole conversation up, going back to what we originally said, I feel like you should be able to separate the music, the art, from his personal beliefs and things of that nature. Like, Exactly. The only thing with that, the only thing with that is the fact that I don't not not that he doesn't realize the amount of power he has, but I think he's just so because I, I'm, he knows the amount of power he has, but he's in a position where he just doesn't. Yeah. I feel like he doesn't even care that the things that he says are are um cause so much shock value and cause so much um issues within the black community. Cause like you said, it was a point in time he didn't even realize that he was offending people. I don't even know how true that is. I don't. I don't know if Kanye really didn't know that he was offending people. I don't know if I believe him on that. But the things he mm-hmm. says and in the position that he's in, he's put he put himself in a position where you can't just go around and associate yourself and your name and your brand with any and everybody because you have so much power. You can you can inflict change. Like you can cause a whole community of people. You can cause a whole section of the world to be like, I right, want to vote for this man now. Or you can cause a whole section of the world to be like, if Kanye likes Trump, then that means you guys should like him. Or if Kanye likes Trump, then that means there's no issue with him. So it's like, there's not, exactly. this, it just goes to show that there's probably not the right people around him to be able to guide him. Because as much as Kanye hasn't changed, you can tell he's a little just misinformed. You can tell that he's been stuck in his, his own bubble of a oh. world for such a long time that he doesn't even realize how different the world is now. How different things are. No, and no, listen, you're 110% correct on that. Like, I, I agree on that. Um, it, It's just, yeah, it's a very dangerous thing, and he has a lot of power, but then this is where I get mad with the world. It's like, when he went to the Trump, to go talk to Trump, it was like, why did we send cameras to this meeting? Why? Why did we send, when there was a flood in Florida, even Don Lemon said that. Don Lemon was like, why do we send cameras to the White House? To do what? To cover what? Stop that's, that's just, that's talking just, that's just, about that just goes Kanye, to show you where, where, where the country's focus is as on a whole. Like, and that goes back exactly. to my original point. Like, you got to go, you got to do research for yourself. Like, you can't just rely on what the news is giving you because like you said, why are we even, why are we even sending cameras to the, to the White House to go see what Trump and Kanye are talking about in the first place? What does that what does that say? What does that say about the media's objectives? Like why y'all why why is that so important to y'all? Exactly, bro. And that's why in my head, like, like don't get me wrong. Like I blame Kanye for most of it, but at the same time, I blame um I blame the news and the media for 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 just engaging him sometimes. You know what Mm -hmm. I mean? Like I could get the president of the United States. We don't really need to. We have to engage him, um, because we have to engage him because he's the president of the United States. 
we don't need to interview Kanye, bro. After a while, when someone's talking foolishness, and it's, it's also clear you know that I mean? Kanye is suffering from, from from some type of mental illness. So exactly. at this point, there's no reason why the people around him are allowing him to just to one go on half the interviews that he's going on and just do half the shit that he's doing. Like if y'all really in genuine, if y'all really cared about his well being. A lot of things wouldn't even be public information. Like a lot of things wouldn't even have been done in the public eye. So I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't know what's going on with the Kardashian PR person or the 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 the, the West PR team, but they gotta get it together out there. You know what Kanye really needs though? He really just needs to like leave America and go to like he just needs yeah. to leave America and and live somewhere for about a year or so. Where people have no idea, yeah. who like go to like some remote country in Africa, like not nah, just get away from America <laughs> like, on a whole, like just just disappear off the face of the map, get like, get your mind right, then come back. Like he, there's no, he, he, it's yeah. like a media circus around Kanye himself. He doesn't need that much. He does not need that much attention right now, especially because nobody's doing anything to help him. Like all we doing is bashing him right now when we forget the fact that this man is really suffering from mental illness right in front of our faces. And that's what I have to say about Kanye. It's crazy. <laughs> he needs to pull a Dave Chappelle. <laughs> Word. What, what, what the world can't... What the, what, why does what Ja Rule think matter in a time like this? And by the way, the Knicks just won. Huh? 136 to 134 nice. overtime. You predicted it. You were right. <laughs> hey, dude, you know what I have, bro? When people talk stats and numbers and this, dude, I put my whole thing in faith, bro. <laughs> this, people don't... People, people don't understand. Sometimes it's not about facts, stats, or you can do all that shit. It's about what you believe in. You <laughs> this is some real Knicks fan shit. This, this is a real Knicks fan thing. To, Knicks fan thing to say. Grind, bro. You got the grind in you, bro. You know it's true, bro. You know it's true. 